Well, but I got to say that I am more excited about this show than I have been about others in quite some time. Uh, why is that? Because we've had some amazing shows lately. And it's not because we're on episode number 150, which is a milestone. It's because uh-huh. I have a surprise guest. And your surprise guest is who? See, I'd be blowing the surprise if I told you, you moron. When do I find out? When we get to him. All right, that's fair. I'll do it right after the intro. How about that? Or should we wait? Should we make everyone wait? Make everyone wait. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you're saying, should we talk to this mystery guest right after Stephen Rossi, CEO of WorkSport, who's working on innovative solar panel tonneau covers? Or should we do it before Jay Gagnon from Old World Industries, who is announcing a new Blue Def product that uh, apparently takes Def technology to a new place. I don't know. I'm going to spike it in somewhere. We're just going to I'm going to surprise you with <laughs> a right. surprise. All right. Well, you figure out where to put that, but none of it can happen without us thanking Nissan, our presenting sponsor. Nope. Well, if you're in the market for a half ton, half ton plus midsize or a commercial vehicle, head on over to NissanUSA.com or go down to your dealer. Check out the Frontier, the Titan, the Titan XD, the NV line of commercial vans. And, of course, the Titans with the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. And that means that uh, if this show were a Nissan Titan, Mm -hmm. we would only be about halfway through the warranty. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Well, by years. I'm thinking the amount of mileage we've put on ourselves in the past few years. We might be over on it. Uh, You and I look bad. I mean, we've been doing this. You know uh, know how they take pictures of presidents? Uh And they go, like, this is the first uh, year in office and here's the last year? Yeah. Yeah, that's over four or eight years. You should see what we look like after two and a half. We look like we've served like 12 terms. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing what 150 weekly episodes yeah. will do. Actually, I think we're at 157 if you include all of our bonuses. Hey, wait, did I tell you that I ended up borrowing that customer's Nissan Titan truck? I remember you saying you were going to. I did, and I was. this is going to sound embarrassing, but yep. I was blown away how smooth riding it was. It just, I, all of a sudden I remembered, damn, this is a nice riding truck. It is. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I guess, because we say it every week. Yeah. And then I go and I borrow one and I drive it around. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. God, we're not lying. <laughs> like, it's legit. No, they're great trucks. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, you want to experience the uh, fine, smooth ride of the Nissan Titan, head down to your Nissan dealership. All right. Uh, we also have to uh, talk about our friends over at Decked, which now I- people think that we're BSing about that new thing that's coming out that Decked is going to do. And no, no, no. You they- and I are stars in the commercial and all that stuff. And right. I'm getting called out. They're like, you guys are all totally making it up. It didn't happen. We've been like, Greg, what are we? When can we finally talk about this? I thing? don't understand why he teased us, and I now know. we're teasing you. Well, and it's because just, I, so from Greg's standpoint is. They they had an opportunity, I guess, to make things even better than they already were. Okay, and so they took it. And so he's like, "Sorry, guys, we're uh, making the product even better." So, but you're wait a minute, wait. stop, stop, stop. What we saw was rad. Was no, what, I know. It, Production so, ready, ready to go. Hmm. And they're going to do uh, some more stuff. So uh, what you guys get on the back end is even better. All right. Well, since they can't buy that thing yet, the quote unquote <laughs> thing, what yes. you guys can buy if you need a uh, a storage solution for your the bed of your truck or your van, yep. go to decked.com because you, you may or may not have seen the ads. They're all great, but really it's these two buttery, smooth sliding drawers that you can stack 2,000 pounds on top of. So if you have a quad, you want to put sandbags. I don't know why you have sandbags, but you can put anything you want on top of this decked system. It's industrial strength, beyond industrial strength. And if you don't have a truck that can take advantage of the decked drawer system, you can always uh, pick yourself up a D-bag, which is like a decked system for your back, heavy-duty backpack, organizing solution, decked.com or decked.com. That was awful. I mean, that was was awful. All right. Well, I'm going to redeem myself here. Um, (laughs) Nissan, decked, you're in good company because uh, I am going to tell you the news. What? What news? Uh, We are going to be around for at least another year. (laughs) 
Because we picked up a new sponsor. Oh, we wait. What? Who? What? Yeah, we picked up a new sponsor that wants to spend an entire year with us. When did this happen? Uh, like yesterday. Well, you and I talked it. It could happen, but I just go, ah, it's home and not going to happen. Kind of like you do with me. Pretty much. I'd like to welcome to the Truck Show Podcast for the next 50 episodes mm-hmm. our new friends over at Duralast. Wait, the company that makes the batteries? And a whole lot of other stuff. Dang! Congratulations. Well, uh, congratulations back to you. I didn't realize they made so much outside of just batteries. Not only that, but they have a bunch of different products within their battery lineup. You're talking about the uh, the Duralast Pro Power, the Duralast Pro Power Plus, the Duralast Pro Power Ultra, and the Duralast Pro Power AGM. You know it. <laughs> what are you, a rapper? <laughs> you know it. All right, Duralast Pro Power batteries are a unique installer-only brand that deliver OE or better cranking amps and reserve capacity with a nationwide five-point roadside assistance warranty with every purchase. No, wait, 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 hold on a second. When you say installer-only brand, that means like for pros. Yeah, so the Pro Power lineup is a commercial exclusive complete line of batteries that covers 98% of vehicles that are on the road today. Oh, interesting. I wonder what the 2% is. Oh, you know, I bet it's those little plastic Power Wheels cars that like four year olds drive around the yard. Uh, those and Peugeots. <laughs> Peugeots. <laughs> interesting. They make, so what, what you're saying, Holman, is they make batteries for basically every vehicle on the road. Yep, and if you want to find out more, head over to DuralastParts.com slash batteries. So what does a regular schmo like me buy them? Well, Duralast Parts are available at AutoZone. Well, that's easy. What do you think the over-under is on them lasting 50 episodes with us? Nah, they're here for the long haul, just like their Duralast batteries. Oh, thank you. Good night. <laughs> the Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman so Holman, the question is we've got three guests who do we want to start with? Do we want to start with our friend over at Old World Industries to talk about uh, their new Blue Def product? Um, okay. Well, that maybe. Who? I mean, because we have, we got a lot of diesel owners in our audience, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. right. The other option would be Stephen Rossi. Now, Stephen is the CEO at WorkSport. Now, they you know them from making tonneau covers. covers. Yeah. A lot of tonneau covers. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. They make a lot of private label stuff. Sure. So for other, you might even you have, might one, on have one on your truck yeah. and not know it came exactly. from Exactly. Oh. Or we have a surprise guest. Huh. I don't know who we should go with oh, first. Oh, I have a solution. Oh, is it a uh, deaf solution? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one. Hello. Hello, Jay. This is Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys tonight? Fantastic. We want to talk blue deaf, but we can't until we play your intro. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw. Nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to, don't you spend our money, and then you want to come back. Well, Jay, 
It's time to talk Blue Def and Blue Def Platinum because apparently Old World Industries saw fit to make advancements in, in, a, in an a area- very, that, A very simple product. That we didn't think could have advancements. That every modern diesel owner needs. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're right. Everybody thinks DEF is DEF, and that is not the case, and even more so now with the introduction of Blue Def Platinum with Advanced System Shield Technology. I mean, that sounds like a lot of words, so it must have a lot of R&D behind it, uh, especially in the marketing department. <laughs> I, but I, I, well, I was always under the impression that DEF was 32.5% uh, urea and 67.5% <laughs> deionized uh, de water. It's just you showing off now? Well, I'm just asking what magic has uh, Old World Industries applied to their new DEF product that makes it so special? Well, wait. Before, <laughs> wait well, hold on a second, Jay. Before you can answer that, I think we need to rewind a little bit and explain to our non-diesel-owning fans or pre-DEF diesel-owning fans uh, what DEF is and does. Can you explain that, Jay? Okay, well, first let me say that um, DEF is not mandated by the government. Okay, there, there's a lot of people that think that the government dictates this and that, and really that's not the case at all. Each engine manufacturer was given the goal by the government to meet certain emission standards and they develop the technology and the process to meet those emission standards. And so there's a whole series of alphabet soups of different um, components in, in diesel systems. You have diesel oxidation catalysts, diesel particulate filters, you have selective catalytic reduction, you have EGR, you have the whole gamut of it. Um, but over time, and understand that this standard came about in 2010, over time, all the engine manufacturers have determined that selective catalytic reduction, SCR, which requires the injection of DEF, is the number one best way to meet government emission standards, lower NOx emissions, and improve power and economy in everybody's diesel trucks. And, and I'll say that uh, Blue Def is probably the most prominent brand out there. We've had Old World Industries on before talking about Blue Def in the past. And it seems like you guys are at every truck stop, sometimes even on the islands, and also on every end cap and just about every auto parts store in America, it would seem. You know, you're, you're right. We are the number one brand of Def in the United States. You can't go into an automotive store or most of your major uh, uh, home and garden stores and not find Blue Def. You might find another brand, but almost without fail, you will always find Blue Def. And that's because of our commitment to quality, and it's because of our dedication to uh, supporting our customers, our retailers, and, and making our brand as strong and attractive to the consumers as we can. But Jay, hold on a second. Why would you improve it and not just rest on your laurels and make tons of profit off the existing Blue Def, why, why, why go and make something good even better? Well, you see, but <laughs> people, people are having issues with their trucks, and, and this is nothing new. It just doesn't get talked a lot about. People tend to think that, oh, I got bad death. That's why I'm seeing regens. That's why uh, I had to replace this. That's why I had to clean that. And really, uh, that's not the case so much, especially with a high-quality brand like Blue Death. There really is no such thing as bad death, but one of the idiosyncrasies of DEF injection is that if your vehicle is not operating in an optimum temperature range, if the exhaust system doesn't get up to an optimal temperature range and stay there, then the vaporization process after DEF is injected into the exhaust stream is not as efficient as it should be. 
And that can lead to a buildup of deposits inside the exhaust system. And those deposits can eventually um, grow, get larger, and choke off the exhaust stream. And that's when you start to see a loss of power. You start to see a loss of fuel economy. And, you know, we decided that um, we needed to find a solution to it. We are the number one brand in the country, and we felt if anybody could do it, we could do it. Really, being in the in the diesel industry, Holman, you're familiar. You've driven an, enough new diesel trucks, and, and the guys that I talk to on my side, they all use DEF begrudgingly. Like, no one wants to put an additional fluid in their well, vehicle. Normally, you uh, and, pour in the DEF, and it spills out all over the side of your truck, and, it's and it crystallizes. Yeah. So I can imagine what the inside of the uh, SCR must look like around the injection nozzle for DEF. But not anymore because, Jay, is it true that new Blue DEF Platinum does not crystallize? Because it has advanced system shield technology, Lightning. Well, no. All <laughs> DEF does crystallize to a certain oh, extent. Oh, no. But hold what on. Platinum, platinum Blue? Oh. You, can't, you can't boo him for that. He's explaining what Platinum right. does. Oh, okay. Come on, guys. All right, so let's, 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 Let's set the slates clean. What people need to understand is before the drive for lowering emissions, when diesels were slow and dirty and they pumped smoke out all over the place in some you know, venues, that's cool. But to the government and the general population, it's not cool. But if you look at the type of fuel economy and power you were getting 20 years ago and you uh, – monetize how much you were spending on diesel fluid and you compare that to the expense of diesel plus def now you will find out that you actually have total less spending on diesel and def now because of the improvements in fuel economy over what you were seeing before and again understand that def wasn't mandated by the government def is part of the um, technical solution that allows the engine manufacturer to treat emissions after the combustion process. So no more do they have to be over-reliant on exhaust gas recirculation, which poisons the combustion process, which reduces power, reduces fuel economy. Now the OEs, they tune the engine for power and economy, and they take care of the pollutants post-combustion. That's why your half-ton Ram pickups are getting 33 miles per gallon. That's why your Super Duties and Cummins and Duramax, that's why they're getting 900 to 1,000 foot-pounds of torque. It's because of the advanced technology that was really driven by the government's uh, efforts to reduce pollution levels. So everybody should really be grateful, and they should be glad that DEF and diesel and this technology is as cost-efficient as it is compared to what we used to deal with. I hear him clapping. I hear him clapping, Jay. <laughs> hey, they love what you had to say. I think uh, I think not only did we let, erase let the booze. Let him finish. But we allowed, uh, we allowed them to be educated. Hey, you know, I don't like to spend any more on my vehicles than I have to neither, except for the fun stuff. But this is a situation where, where it is giving everybody the best of both worlds. Again, more power better fuel economy, cleaner environment. If, if you go back and you look at the specs, you'll find out emissions coming out of diesel trucks are probably compared to the 80s. It's like a 98% reduction in emissions coming out of the tailpipe. You give them a few more years and you'll be able to breathe what comes out of the tailpipe, even from a diesel vehicle. Now, if we can eventually get to a place where everything is properly combusted in cylinder, 
you'll be out of business, right? But that can that even happen? Hey, well, you know, I, I won't ever say never. And, you know, there there's still lots of things that haven't been put into the diesel uh, engine uh, strategy that exists in automobiles. As you know, in automobiles, you got pre-catalyst, you got post-catalyst, more refined computer-controlled ignitions and timing events and all of this stuff. The technology is unbelievable. You've got start-stop technology. Many of those things haven't caught up to the diesel industry yet. Will we ever get to the point where they never have to improve it again and it's it's completely finished? I don't think so, because there's always going to be a drive for more power, more efficiency, and, and more economy out of these motors. Now, does the new Blue Def Platinum uh, supplant, replace regular Blue Def? So when I go into a truck stop, oh. will I no longer be able to buy Blue Def and it's just going to be the Platinum? Because that would make sense. Or is uh, regular Blue Def cheaper and Platinum is oh. the same price? Or is this premium above the current price structure of Blue Def? Too many options! I know, which way? <laughs> I mean, uh, I got to know. Eventually, we will get Platinum at the pump. Uh, that's not happening now, but that's that's future plans. There's a lot that has to take place for that to happen. Uh, but I think you're always going to see two versions of DEF, at least from a uh, blue DEF, because consumers want choices. And the conditions that are uh, more prone to creating deposits in the emission system, not everybody drives under those conditions. So not everybody will realize the same benefit. It's kind of like premium gasoline. Some cars run just fine on regular gasoline. Others, if you really want the best out of it, you got to buy premium. How, really how will I know, though, Jay? Like, how do I make that determination if I've got a 2015 Ram with a 6.7 liter Cummins in it? How do I know which DEF I should be using? Hey, well, if you are having no problems, then um, you can't go wrong by using a platinum because platinum is a preventive measure. It prevents the deposits from forming. So you really have little ever fear about it happening. Um, I have a series of questions that I would just pose to the consumer or the commercial fleet manager. And I would just ask them, um, number one, how does their fleet operate? Does it operate under low speed, low load, stop and go duty cycles? Do they frequently operate in low ambient temperatures? Do they experience frequent or prolonged idling? Those type of questions can help uh, them understand if they might be prone to a deposit issue. And, and the problem is in the industry, uh, most people don't even realize they have a problem uh, and they're not really sure exactly what the problem is. As I said before, a lot of people just say, oh, the problem is bad death, flush the system, do whatever. When really, if you didn't open up the system, um, you might not be aware that this is building up inside there. Um, because these systems, if they're operating uh, in the, an optimal range and they're operating correctly, they operate over 600 plus degrees. Um, any low level deposit buildup will automatically be burnt out through passive regeneration. It's when the end user is seeing frequent regenerations or they're seeing um, noticeable decrease in fuel economy or power output, that's when they need to start assessing whether platinum is the, it's the right time to switch to platinum for them. And what's the difference in shelf life between uh, regular Blue Def and, uh, and platinum, if there is any at all? There is no difference in shelf life. Properly maintained, it's very easy to have two plus years of shelf life out of Blue Def brand products. Now, 
if you're buying that much and sitting around two years, I, I would suggest slowing down a little bit. But <laughs> So uh, I wanted to go backwards just a little bit. If you're a hot shot and you're pulling 20,000 plus pounds and you're on the highway six days a week, then maybe you don't have any deposits, right? Maybe this isn't for you. As you talked about, this is a guy who does a lot of idling. He has a he has a truck just to pull Short a boat. trips, probably. Yeah, he drives, you know, because we have a lot of uh, guys that I know personally that have big trucks in Holman, and I have talked about this before, is that they they bought this huge blunt instrument to do a job. Well, how, how do I best say this? They bought the wrong tool for the job. In many cases, right? Uh, we call it diesel inappropriateness. There you go. Diesel inappropriateness, <laughs> right? Where you bought this incredibly powerful truck to go two miles and, and tow like two by no, fours. No, no. Bring you your kids I mean? and drop them off at preschool. That's right. And it's and so what's going to happen is you're going to clog that DPF. You're going to have potentially these SCR issues. So this is designed for that guy that's doing those short commutes and potentially using his truck wrong. Hey, well, you know, I'll, I'll kind of sum it up to uh, another brand's major marketing theme from years ago, and I won't name the brand because I'm not plugging other brands, but it's kind of like, you pay me now or you pay me later. Do you change your oil frequently or do you stretch it to the absolute limit and you know, take a risk of acids and residues building up of the system and shortening the life of your motor? How well do you want to maintain your vehicle Um do you want to put the best into your vehicle? A lot of us, uh, the vehicle is the second largest investment we have in our lives. So does it make sense if there's even a hint that you might be susceptible to this? Does it not make sense to start to use it and prevent it from causing you problems? And keep in mind, too, once this stuff builds up into large solids in the exhaust you might be able to chip it out but that still means disassembly that means a huge dealer labor bill to take it apart and more than likely you can't chip it out you can't chip it out of a, a ceramic or a honeycomb type uh catalyst it's like element. uh passing a kidney stone for your truck <laughs> right yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, but you can't replace your kidney to get rid of the kidney stone. On your truck, you got to <laughs> replace the SCR system. And so you're talking thousands of dollars. So the investment in a premium product like Platinum is peanuts compared to what you might be facing if you do end up having to replace a system because it's not serviceable. It had excess a deposit buildup. Yeah, a, 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 a DPF filter on a late model Duramax truck is somewhere in the neighborhood of $4,000. That's you know, pricey. And, yeah, and, and unfortunately for DPFs, there are some services where you can clean them out. The, the availability or the potential to clean out an SCR catalyst isn't nearly as common or uh, readily available as it is for a DPF type catalyst or filter. So the million dollar question here, Jay, is when can we buy Blue Def Platinum? When does it hit the shelves? Well, it is in a large portion of the country. Um, it's been a massive undertaking to gear up and get it everywhere. I believe the West Coast is one of the slowest areas to receive it. But in the Midwest and the East and the South, it is readily available on shelf. And it, again, it is in all the major automotive suppliers it is branching out to more and more of your uh, hardware, your farm and fleet type stores. Uh, we're just in the beginning of expanding the distribution network. And by this time next year, it will be just as common on the shelf as regular Blue Def is now. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. You need to convert from Blue Def 
unless you're happy with Blue Def, to Blue Def Platinum. Especially if you uh, are doing all those really bad things for your diesel, like short trips and idling and no loads. Yeah, and stop that. Cold weather and all that kind of stuff. Buy a Ridgeline or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, hey, hey now. <laughs> well, Jay, we really hey. appreciate you uh, making the time for us. No, hey, I'm so glad to be a, a participant on the truck show today. Sean and Jay, I can't thank you enough for giving me this time to reach out to your uh, audience and talk more about Blue Def and Blue Def Platinum with Advanced System Shield technology. Well, when you guys uh, come out with Blue Def uh, Extreme Platinum, come on back to, <laughs> to the uh, to the show. We'd love to have you on to talk about it. But until then, we will uh, we'll help uh, sing the praises of uh, your latest Def product. Thank you guys so much. You got it. All right, be well. Talk soon. All right, thanks, Jay. Take care. Holman, how are you feeling about some truck news? You got it in you? We are uh, overdue on the truck news. All right. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Yeah, it was all right. Well, no, I think that was good. It was. I mean, we, we're rusty. We hadn't done it in that one in a while. But it was. But it was tight. There was. There was good. The compression sucked up the silence afterwards. Yeah, I did. I did sense a little bit of that. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. Okay. Uh, hey, you know how the uh, internet is sometimes when you are talking to people? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um. There's a vehicle that was rumored for a while, and then a company teased it. And then I was on the forums or on the Facebook groups, and one guy's like, oh, I really want this particular vehicle, and I just, I hope it comes out soon, and oh, 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 all this stuff. And I wrote back, and I said, you're going to be really happy on Tuesday, because I knew that vehicle was going to be announced. And he goes, what, what, what am I going to be happy about? And I go, everything you've ever desired will come true on Tuesday. And he goes, what, what, what does that mean? And I said, it just means that- You're just trolling him so yeah, hard. You just have to wait till Tuesday. Well, well, what time on Tuesday? I'm like, you'll know it when you see it. And then it just like it went <laughs> on. And at some point, I go, dude, I can't actually tell you what's happening Tuesday. Just understand mm-hmm. that on Tuesday, something's going to happen and you're going to be really happy. But why couldn't you just say, because it's- Embargo. Because I didn't want to be that obvious. Because he was already totally being, being obvious. That's my point, and he still was dense about it. Uh, so then Tuesday came around, and Jeep officially announced the 392 Rubicon. Yeah, everybody was talking about that. That was, well, I don't know about everybody, but uh, anyone who likes horsepower and Jeeps, that's for damn sure. Uh, the uh, Wrangler Rubicon 392 has a 6.4 liter Hemi V8 from the factory with 470 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque, backed by a Torque Flight 8HP 75 8-speed automatic transmission, and it'll do 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds. Dang, for a Jeep. (laughs) And cover the quarter mile in 13 seconds. Oh, my God. That is freaking... That's, Insanity? Yeah, that's bonkers. So hmm. what's funny is uh, it's got 373 gears, and all these people online were like, eh, why couldn't they put four tens in it? I'm like, it literally does zero to 60 in four and a half seconds. Clearly, gearing is not an issue. I mean, what? Like, what more do you want? What are they trying to rock bounce up uh, Mount uh, Rushmore? I, so. I don't even know. I need my Jeep to do 4.1 seconds, <laughs> you know? 
Uh, now wait, I'll stop, stop, yeah, yeah. stop for one second. All right. This is the Jeep that nobody said would would be made. They it said was just never going to happen. They're just never going to. Yeah, they're just they're going to tease us forever. And, and so and I drove created, the concept. And but, we played the video. But, but remember, we 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 talked to a guy who makes his business uh-huh. dropping these engines into right. Jeeps. I wonder what happens to that business. I guess uh, he's totally fine. Trust yeah, he's me. fine because there's enough Jeeps on the road that still need it. Yeah. Well, but, he's doing you know demons and Hellcat oh, yeah, swaps and all yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Okay. So anyway, uh, the the new Jeep is pretty cool. That's uh, going to yes. basically come fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got this really interesting, uh, innovative hood scoop called the Hydro Guide. And it's a hood scoop that provides cooler, denser intake charge for the air-hungry V8, as you would expect. But to ensure it's always getting fresh air, the Hydro Guide uses a tri-level ducting system that has a series of drains so it can separate water from air to the tune of 15 gallons a minute. Well, I'm trying to process that. So, especially fifteen gallons a minute is a lot. I mean, you're throwing buckets, buckets of water at yeah. the hood scoop. Yeah. So basically, it's saying uh, it's especially helpful for torrential downpours or river crossings that might see a bow wake wash over the hood. It's not going to flood out your engine. And there's also a secondary air intake path. So if like snow or mud or debris blocks the hood scoop. The Jeep can still pull in air. To I would the love to see how that. I'd like to see a schematic. Yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive. Huh. Um, it comes with a two inch lift, and so the water fording depth is uh, thirty two point five inches, which is pretty darn high. Oh wait, what's a wait? It comes with a two inch lift. Yeah. So so do any of the other Rubicons come with come with a lift like that or no? Well, it's a, two inches above a Rubicon. Okay. Yeah. So thirty three inch tires. And, uh, and, and, and basically, can I, can I have to just dumb question like yeah. why? Just because or. Because it? they're taunting you and saying it'll fit 37s, but we're oh. giving you 33s, but throw 37s on it, and we're you're totally. So it's kind of like in a smaller way where Jeep said the JL yeah. and the Gladiator came with 33s, but really could fit 35s. Yeah, and wink, you can wink. Really fit a 37 on a, on a 392. Um, I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, also comes with a pretty exotic exhaust for Wrangler. It has uh, active dual mode setup that's not only tuned for uh, performance. I hear that the exhaust sounds like this. <laughs> a little deeper. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, it has that unmistakable V8 whale. It's a quad tip system mm-hmm. that operates without any input from the driver, and it opens up valves in the exhaust system to reduce back pressure during uh, what I would call spirited rumps. A button on the dash allows the driver to activate it at the touch of the button for the full rowdy experience anytime that person would uh, appreciate it. More than his neighbors, I'm sure. I'm very excited because based on, you know, the uh, the Ram with the not Hellcat, but the uh, the, the 702 <laughs> horsepower. Right. Like that thing sounded so unholy. Oh, my God. That thing was and unbelievable. And this Jeep. It, yeah. I mean, I saw some of the video clips of the Jeep just barreling out. Oh, doing all the just, sand dune stuff. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it's full-time, uh, full-time all-wheel drive, but also has four high lock. Uh, neutral, so it allows the uh, Wrangler to be towed, and of course four low. It's a two seventy-two to one low range, and everybody's like, "Well, it's not a four to one like the Rubicon." I'm like, guys, it doesn't need to it be. Doesn't need to be. The whole point of low gearing is to make up for a lack of torque for crawling. The V eight has plenty. It's 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 going to be just fine. Um, the chassis has been beefed up for uh, V eight duty. Has upgraded frame rails, beefier front upper control arms, and cast iron steering knuckles in place of the aluminum ones on the standard Rubicon. Heavier-duty brakes have been included for increased stopping performance. And the uh, Y-Track Dana 44's front and rear use uh, the same true lock locking differentials but have thicker axle tubes for more durability. And the shocks are special aluminum Fox monotubes from the factory. 
Approach angle is 44.5 degrees, 22.6 breakover, and departure is 37.5. Which and How does that compare to the existing? So a couple car. degrees uh, okay. better in, in each case. And then uh, they also added the uh, off-road pages to the 8.4-inch Uconnect system. Uh, pricing has not been announced yet, but we can pretty much guess it'll be about, I'm going to say, 69. Okay. Although uh, dealers have been already asking up uh, as much as they Online, I've seen $20,000 markup. <sighs> mm-hmm. There's n- There will be no shortage of uh, wealthy individuals that will snap all of them up, just like the TRX. I wouldn't be surprised if they are all sold right now. Huh. So I like to have that kind of uh, do-re-mi. So you were talking about the... Uh, uh, conversions that are available. Did you hear about the 840 horsepower Demon V8 powered Jeep Gladiator? No. It was uh, sold at Barrett Jackson for. Can you guess it? Uh, no, I didn't see what it sold for, and I'm going to guess. I'm going to say uh, 165,000. So about uh, 105,000 more. Then you could get your 392. Yeah. Uh, this one sold for $198,000. Oh, hot damn. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. And it has a 840 horsepower demon in it. But, dude, <laughs> that is that is freaking uh, all four wheels. <laughs> when it does the hops. I'm just imagining what the U-joints must be going through during that. They cry. Although the U-joints just cry. I'm guessing the tires cry because it probably has so much power. It just does a four-wheel burnout. It's completely uncontrollable. Does it Does it do the burnout or does it do those <laughs> awkward hops where they just start bouncing? Yeah. like? No, I, I don't think it has enough traction. I think it just overpowers oh, the gotcha. hop. Hmm. So, um, That's weird because I'm going to go see overpowers, overpowers the, the hop. hop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the tw- Well, did you... Uh, all right, moving right along. Uh, did you hear? No. Uh, the 2021 GMC Canyon AT4 gets it. Hold off. on a second. I, I need you to do a couple more of those. Did you see? No, you didn't. Are you sure you didn't hear? Did you hear? One no, there's time. plenty of news, though. Uh, but I have a couple. Give, right. Just do it again. Did you hear? No. Uh, are you sure? No. But did you hear? Oh, no. Did you see? Well, my friend, then you are missing out. The 2021 GMC Canyon AT4 gets a off-road performance edition. Now, while it's not quite a Colorado ZR2, it borrows a few little things from there, I think. Um, the GMC ups its game with a suspension leveling kit, rocker protection, skid plating. Um, the 20, the 2021 Canyon AT4 will be available with what they call a new off-road performance edition. Uh, you can get 31 Goodyear Wrangler Dirt Track tires, which is uh, what comes on the ZR2, an off-road tuned suspension, an Eaton G80 locker in the rear differential, which is mechanical, unlike the uh, electronic front and rear in the ZR2. And why would you want mechanical over the electronic? Well, this is me. a more affordable uh, off-road ah, package. got it. Okay. And advanced hill descent control, but it definitely takes the Canyon AT4's off-road uh, game to a new level. It has a 35% increase in approach angle. And uh, the rocker panel protection will be appreciated since you're only running 31-inch tires. The new special lightweight yet strong aluminum front and mid-undercarriage skid plates are 5 seconds inch thick. And that's not my 10 tenths. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, for those of you who are interested, the uh, Off-Road Performance Edition also has a GMC spray and bed liner. 
Uh, the interior is equipped with accessory floor liners. The exhaust features a glass black performance tip and help designate it as the off-road performance package. Of course, the uh, 84 logos are also carbon black. And the uh, the photos that were released are of the white one. It looks like a uh, evil stormtrooper off-roader. So it's oh, really? pretty cool. You didn't tell me what uh, the package is going to run me. I don't know yet. I oh. don't think the pricing has been announced quite yet. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Did you, uh, did you hear? No, I didn't. That was a long no. <laughs> oh, sorry. The 2021 Rivian R1T building price page is now uh, available at Rivian's website. Really? It's almost a thing now. Uh, it's almost a thing. So uh, if you're curious about what the uh, Rivian will cost, uh, the launch edition will be available in June of 2021 with a price of, can you guess? Mm, yes, I can. I'm going to guess 70 71, $71,000. $75,000. Oh, okay. Uh, comes loaded. There's also the Adventure and Explorer editions, which are- <laughs> As if uh, I could afford that. <laughs> uh, I don't know where your dollar went. I don't know. Uh, the Adventure and Explorer editions, uh, Adventure will be starting at 75000 as well. And the Explorer edition, 67500 All three versions of the truck will come with more than 300 miles of range, which is- uh, what I consider the bare minimum of uh, sure. adventurous range in a modern vehicle. What's exciting that it's finally real, you know? I'm just wondering if uh, where your dollar is. Oh, wait, is the it still dollar? a Tesla or did you move it to Rivian? Or? My dollar? I mean, my $100. Oh, is it 100 You spent $100. Yeah, it's what do you mean a dollar? Wow, I, I was thinking that you only had to give up a dollar. You actually gave up 100 of them. Yeah, $100, you're saying oh, when did I- you hear? No. Lightning's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, 100 bucks down on the Cybertruck. That's what you're referring to, right? I am. Yeah, I mean, it's, it don't do for a dollar. It's $100. You can get them back, right? I think so. You can't afford a Cybertruck either. No, I can't. Uh, 2021 Ford F-150. And, like, and you know what I did, too, uh-huh. when I signed up? Uh-huh. You do know what I did? You gave them your uh, alter ego's name and email so they wouldn't spam you. No, I figured I'm going for broke. So I didn't do the dual motor. I signed up for the tri-motor. I mean, I, oh, <laughs> fine, but it'll never happen because you're never going to, like, you just gave them $100 so you could tell people, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, on the, I didn't. I, I'm in the queue. I have told no one but you on this show. Which is thousands and thousands but and thousands it's whatever, of so you guys are listening, but I'm telling Holman, and it's just between us. Did you hear? No! No! <laughs> well, the 2021 Ford <laughs> F-150 Hybrid will manage a 24-mile-per-gallon highway rating. 24? 24 miles per gallon. It's actually funny. It's I don't know if I feel good about that 24 city? No. 24 highway, 24 combined. So apparently no matter what you do in the new hybrid F-150, uh-huh. 24. 24? I mean, 24 in the city, that's that's solid. I guess it is. Okay, all right. Huh. You, you, uh, you, you on board? How about new? <laughs> uh, are you ready for uh, another truck news story? Yes. <laughs> well, too bad we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holman, it's time to talk to a CEO, if you don't mind. Uh, Stephen Rossi, CEO of WorkSport. Who apparently listens to the Truck Show podcast. That's weird. Why do we have all these CEOs who listen to the show? I don't know. Why don't any of them offer us jobs? I do know that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, before he changes his mind, why don't you dial up Mr. Stephen Rossi? Hello. 
Hello, is this Mr. Stephen Rossi, Lightning at Home and Truck Show hey. Podcast? Hey, how are you? We're outstanding. We can't wait to talk to you. But first, we have a quick intro. Don't move. You're the innovator motivator. You're the innovator motivator. You're the innovator motivator. Make new stuff and it's really, really cool. Yeah, you're the innovator motivator. Step on up and tell us what you're working on. So Holman, Stephen Rossi is the CEO of WorkSport, and they are definitely innovator motorators. Yeah, they are uh, doing some cool stuff in the uh, e-space and uh, came across them. In fact, they're working with our friends uh, Mark Hanchette over at Atlas Motors. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, but you guys have a, a product that's starting to make some waves in the TerraVis. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, our, our biggest um, and most exciting kind of uh, news recently, and it's it's nice that, that it's catching some attention, but uh, the TerraV system is uh, is is a solar panel, and uh, well, we call it a mobile power generation station, and it uh, basically can you know uh, recharge vehicles. Uh, it'll provide you know uh, off grid power. You know, and, and generally, it's something that we're pretty proud about. So basically, you're taking uh, the wasted real estate of a tonneau cover. And uh, making it solar panels so that it can generate and recharge a removable battery pack in the bed of a truck or be integrated with the vehicle, especially in the electric side of the market, to help recharge those batteries and and basically taking what is unused real estate and using it for good. Right. And, and Stephen, why has no one done this before? It seems so obvious. Or was it... I don't know. Did they break too easily? Like, what? what's the R&D behind it? Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different problems that we have to solve. There's a lot of, you know, tough lessons that we've learned, uh, you know, over the past six years and that we are learning, uh, you know, every day as we move forward in terms of battery storage, power, you know, uh, power deployment um, uh, and, and, and the solar panels. So monocrystalline, well, there's polycrystalline and monocrystalline, both of those. Um, you know, are, are, are the, the, the different options you might have for solar. And, and between the two of them, they come with their pros and cons. Monocrystalline is most, most common. Um, it's a little bit more rugged, uh, but both are super delicate. Um, you know, th- there's been companies that have done it before or tried. I think that there's been Via Motors. Uh, this is, you know, if you, if you do some digging in, in, in some archives, we did some Googling, and Via Motors came real close to making, you know, a one-piece kind of like, we call them a dummy cap. Like they're those... 45 degree. They look cool, but they they lift at the 45 degree, and it, they just had some some solar panels bolted to it. But I, I don't think solar technology was there yet. So you know, we, we we've been talking about it. We we've been working on this since 2014, and you know, I, I remember back in 2014, we were at the SEMA show. We we showed our first uh, concept there, and the cameraman, <laughs> the, the 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 interviewer there came and. He did our interview, and after after he, the, the end of the, the segment of the interview, he was like, "You guys are crazy." And he just kind of walked away, and it was like, <laughs> we, "We might have been, we might have been then, but I think we're onto something now." Well, what's fascinating is uh, okay, so let's talk about solar in the truck space. Obviously, if you look at the aftermarket right now, overlanding's blowing up, and I've recently have gotten a, a crash course in uh, solar for. Uh, my Wrangler, where I did uh, flexible solar panels on the top of my rooftop tent with a Red Arc dual input battery controller and a basically an auxiliary battery, and kind of learned about solar panels. And one of the things I learned is 
you're right, they're delicate. You have issues with like uh, silicone microcracking. You can have issues with some of the panels that don't have bypass diodes for every cell. Maybe they have it for a row, which means if that row is shaded or is damaged, that entire row goes dark rather than having it on just a cell where just that cell goes dark and the rest of the panel continues to make power. And then also power density of uh, solar panels in terms of wattage is something that seems like is the next spot in uh, in innovation. So maybe talk to us a little bit about what make the Terra V panels um, – you know, rugged and durable for truck use? Well, I, I think that what's important is, is, first off, it's kind of looking closely, you know, at the complexity of the panels and making them, you know, serviceable. So number one is is our, our idea, our main thought process, as counterintuitive as it might sound, is to not try to over-engineer or reinvent the wheel. So it's delicate because I'm the kind of guy that just keeps pushing something and pushing something. But, you know, our design team who I've learned to love and our engineers, you know, they, they, they bring us down to earth basically saying, let's use what's there. Let's improve how it may function with our system. And ultimately, let's wait for, um, you know, the, the, the market generally to produce something that's a little bit better. So we, we don't we're not going to be re-revolutionizing how we're not going to be making our own solar panels. We're going to be working with, uh, we, we have uh, two primary providers, one overseas in Berlin of all places and one domestically on the West coast in the state. And, and, you know, between the two of them, you know, it's a good durable monocrystalline panel. Um, you know, they, they, they are, uh, you know, fashioned in such a way that they're serviceable and that, you know, a row would go out, uh, so it's row by row power is what we call it. Um, but what's most important is the serviceability. Um, number two is one one thing that we are doing as opposed to spending a year or tons and tons of money and making a minor improvement is um, what, what we've been looking at is cryo treatment or thermal treating. There, there's been some research on thermal treating, uh, you know, the, the 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 solar panels in general, improving conductivity, longevity, and reliability, like durability. Uh, and then also what we're really focusing on is the substrate. Um, so how are we insulating the panels from vibration and how are we, uh, what are we mounting them to? Is it going to look like a carbon fiber or an aluminum? And and I think that maybe you've seen it with your, it seems like you know tons about, about solar and the crash courses you took, is one thing that people don't commonly realize is they produce a lot of heat. They just, they, when they're when they're soaking up the sun, it, it, it goes hand in hand, but when they're actually generating you know, they got that optimal angle. They're really, you know, producing almost peak efficiency. They actually emit through its own cycle, uh, you know, lots of power. So it's it's how do you make that not affect the covers operation as well? And these are all things that we're looking at, you know, using the best materials we possibly can. I can get more technical with that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's an idea of, of using the most stable monocrystalline panels we can that are commercially available and serviceable. And the whole idea of the Terra Vista to finish that statement is that, um, you know, each panel is serviceable. So if we make a 2.0 panel or a 3.0 panel, we can upgrade our clients, you know, on kind of like a swap in or trade in kind of uh, program so that, you know, as we can improve the system, um, you know, they, they can reap those benefits without having to buy a whole new lid. So, wait, Stephen, I don't, I don't understand this lightning. When you say serviceability, what do you mean? Bra- you're, you're, you're fixing a panel when it's broken, it's shattered, or you're, you're swapping it out? Like, or Basically, I'm guessing it's just a dead panel can be easily replaced without replacing the entire um, assembly of the tonneau cover, right? That's right, yeah. So, so in, our, in our space, 
you know, what's out there in terms of commonplace covers. I mean, you guys, you know, buy, you guys have tons of trucks and you buy a cover and a panel gets dented. It, it, the cover is basically toast. Um, you could try taking it apart and, and replacing it. it. It is doable, but it's not commonplace doable, like the average uh, consumer. So what we're trying to do is make each panel removable. So if you if you notice you you know you're, you're getting you know 30 volts and, and and we've isolated that you know your first panel did take a hit you know and it is either half dead or completely dead or you know some of the the, the grid inside is is not not functioning. We can remove the single panel, service it or replace it uh, at little to no cost to the to the customer because ultimately you know. The more over, like you guys, you, you open by saying overlanding, and overlanding means you're doing, you're you're biking or trekking or hiking or whatever, and you're, you're utilizing the truck bed. So it, it, things are going to happen, um, and when that does happen, you know you want to be able to to service it without having to buy a whole new cover, or take the cover off, uh, you know, send it in or have it repaired because it, it is kind of a piece of tech. Can you talk about uh, Stephen the output of a cover like yours versus? Something that would have been made in the late 80s, 90s, something like that. I, I know that nothing like that existed, but I'm wondering how the actual technology of the solar panels have improved over the years. So what output could we expect from a truck, ton, from a tonneau cover made with your equipment as opposed to had someone made it with 90s technology? Does that make sense? Did no, it doesn't make sense oh, yeah. at all. Well, <laughs> I, well, I mean, he I, said that solar panels have gotten better. They've gotten more efficient I would, over the years. I, so would, I would take your question and make it uh, more applicable to today. I would want to know what's the uh, wattage of the panel on a short bed versus a long bed. What kind of output you're getting there? Because I don't know that. Good yeah, well, I'm just also curious how solar panels have improved over the years. I guess I should have just asked that. Yeah, that would have been super okay, easy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Solar panels in general have improved immensely in terms of their reliability, um, the way that they're printed, the way that they're assembled, uh, the substrates. And, and I mean, now we're talking about uh, like a, a, like super hardened acrylic uh, surfaces uh, to prevent, you know, hail or, or impact damage on the top and substrate. We get a lot more technical, um, you know, in terms of, of you know, the, the general, you know, monocrystalline panel in itself has just improved. Um, from, I, I think, you know, and I, I don't know everything about it, but, you know, the, the, my understanding was we were, you know, seeing like a, you know, in the teens of efficiencies in terms of solar panels, you know, and then that, like when one technology was, it wasn't new, but it was just being more broadly adopted. Um, the way it is now, you know, it, it's not, uh, it's not impossible to see a 21 or 22, well, not 22, let's say 20 to 21% efficient panel becoming economically priced. So within the, the, the realm of affordability. So we're not going to be selling a $10,000 tunnel cover. You know, we're going to be selling an affordable tunnel cover that's going to produce, you know, 20 to 21% uh, efficiency. Now that efficiency is, is a scale that I, I can barely define verbally, but it, it basically, I think the, the question was, was asked great. It's like, how much is my uh, eight foot bed going to put out and how much is my six and a half foot or my five eight, which are, you know, the five eights and the five and a half and six and a half on the, on the full size trucks are, are so close that, you know, let's call it a short bed and a long bed. Um, you know, the, the eight foot beds, we've been able to get very close to a thousand watts wow. uh, or a kilowatt. Dang. Uh, yeah. Out of a, out of a, a domestic high efficiency panel. So a little bit more expensive, but you know, a kilowatt in, in, and we're not now we're not testing we're not angling this cover we're not putting it you know at a 45 to the sun or it's flat on the truck the truck's parked in the sun 
and we're testing it and we're, we're getting peaks. Um, and I, I don't mean, I'm not, not playing with words, but we're getting nine eighties, yeah. uh, a thousand, you know, like we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Now, I, I think we're, I think we're, as you say, we're curious about your know, optimal conditions. Cause of course the position of the sun, the time of the year, the angle of the panel, well, the amount are, of daylight, are, those are, are all are things Are we assuming that, that the most people understand how a solar panel even works? I mean, there's a, you do have to have an angle on it, right? If it's direct at a, well, if it's perpendicular to a, you a don't, ray of you, sunshine. Well, you don't have to have an angle necessarily, but it would be optimized if you were pointed at the sun. But most people, because the vehicle is parked, the cab has a shadow, you're parked the opposite direction, you park on the, let's say it's the um, east side of your house in the driveway, so it gets morning sun. But as soon as the sun goes uh, in the afternoon, now you're not getting that sun. But the, the benefit of having, let's say, a thousand watts of of potential energy versus maybe let's say 200 watts of potential energy is that bigger panel is going to be ab- able to absorb the sunlight that's available earlier in the day and later in the in the day to make some sort of power so it'll be as long as there's some sort of light the panel has the ability and the potential to make power but always a solar panel is is always going to be best if it's optimized in tracking the sun, which in an automotive application isn't exactly practical. Well, no, what you do, Holman, is that uh, Stephen needs to make beds it, like scissor lifts, like in mini trucks. Yeah, the mini trucks back yeah, in the day. Yeah, so it goes up and then left, right, back, dumps, you know, and yeah. follows the sun. Sure. No, what he needs to do is uh, uh, partner with Waze and then uh, route all of your driving – so that you only make turns that put the uh, the sun on your solar panel. Hey, hey guys, slow down. I'm right. I'm <laughs> He's like, God, what a waste of time that show was. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, these are these are real. Like, so so people are going to be spending hard money on this product, and they're going to want like you know consumers today. Like you, you, you interview vendors and manufacturers. You guys can like you know see all kinds of like it. it it not good like good enough isn't good enough it, it has to be wicked like today's like a, it's a feast or famine in today's market and we can't produce okay we got to make awesome and 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 that's been kind of one of our corporate cultures is looking at that like you know what we've noticed we we use the phrase meaningful power at a certain point a system requires certain amount of energy to even operate and it energy it's not producing enough the system consumes more than it gets so it's actually deficient um but um what we have to consider what we've found that's been like really cool and this is borderline meaningful but kind of interesting to talk like anecdotally is that we've noticed that our panels are picking up stuff from the moon i know it sounds crazy what? but these panels are so sensitive that yeah like we're, we're like what's going on here it's like we got a little bit of juice overnight. Is something wrong? No, no, and, no. And hold, somebody... hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not wrong. Could... You're just maybe less than right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no, no, right? And, and there's been corrections. So we, we were, what I'm getting at is, is not necessarily from, I'm not talking moon, for example. What I'm talking about is it, the, the panels on a, on a larger bed are so sensitive sure. at certain points that we're noticing actual, you know, they're, they're picking up. Not meaningful again, but they're picking up from 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 streetlights sure. or you know incandescent. That's what I'm referring to. So get all your buddies on the camping trip them. to stand out there with their mag lights and uh, <laughs> right. in China. I just need my no, fridge to last another day. No, wait a second. Hold on a second, though. Is that a perpetual motion machine? If you're shining a light 
On, no, because yeah, you still have batteries in the, the flashlight. Oh, that's right. Okay. So no. Yeah. So you're not you're not violating the laws of physics. Quite. So oh, so the solar yeah. panels are not turning on a light bulb that's charging the solar the panels. solar panels, no, which turns on the light bulb. That no, goes, no, no, okay, no, no, no. Right. That, that doesn't work like that. Okay, got it. All right. So um, it, if it did, by the way, Stephen would have a hell of a company. Yeah, billionaire, <laughs> and we and more reason for us to invest, which we'll get <laughs> well, to we'll in, get a to that in a minute. Yeah. So wait, I want to talk about the actual tonneau cover. Can you tell us what it looks like, and will the technology eventually get to the point where you can actually roll it up? Where it's almost like a uh, those OLED video screens that I've seen online, where the guys actually roll up the television. Okay, so you say that, but I will tell you, I hate the roll up cloth uh, panels. Uh, you know, tonneau covers. I do too, but hey, man, they sell. They sell. Uh, they're horrible. I, they're horrible. No, I, I, li- I like a good old fashioned trifold, which is it looks like the Terravis uh, system is. Oh, so that's the tri- okay. So yours is explain yours. Yeah, so the, the, the system, so what we built is we built a, a, an impeccable cover, and it, we're adding the panels and the batteries to it. But the system, let, let's eliminate solar. Let's just pretend it's just made from aluminum or whatever. Um, it, it folds over itself. It has four hinging points, and it folds over itself like a quad fold. So it has four individual panels. Um, and what it can do um, while it's imagine now bundled up in a stack you know, behind your cab, is it can rotate in any direction you want. So it can depend within to, in the bed. It can rotate against the cab, and it could just be removed like a suitcase. So when you fold it down into the bed, there's two pins that hold it in. You slide the pins out. It, you grab it like a suitcase. The, the, the cover itself will be manageable and like a 30 or 40-pound weight, depending on the bed size. And you can slide it out and store it uh, in its own rack system. Now, the, the, the cover, as specs from six years ago we, we launched you know the, the frame system we'll have a utility track system like a rail system that's going to be built with with uh with t-slots like you probably you've heard about it you talked to a truck here about their t-slots and and there's there's t-slots on ours on the on the bed rail on the top surface on the exterior of the cover and on the inside so within those those tracks you can mount you know on you can grab on two axis and you can store the cover there uh, you can store a lot of different stuff there. So the cover itself will be able to rotate upwards and downwards so that, you know, when you're, when you need to use your whole bed, you're not covering your back window. So what, what we're, you know, it, I remember, you know, back in the day, it's like, you know, when, you know, you're hauling with, with the cover covering your back window, I'm, I'm wondering, is that, is that mattress still back there? Is that fridge still back there? I can't see. So, you know, we, we, we've worked really hard on making a cover that, you know, gives you full bed access without, in, you know, behind your window. So it goes down. So when I'm camping and uh, and I've parked under a, a huge oak tree because that's where I'd like to camp and under the shade of a tree and whatnot, can I remove the tonneau and can I put it up on an easel and move it away from the uh, the tree and into the sun and capture energy and then you know use a, run a cable over to the truck or to wherever to charge other accessories? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, cover pops out, so you fold it over on itself. Uh, pull it out like a, like 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 we use the briefcase analogy. Uh, it, you'll be provided a an easel system that'll be adjustable. You know, similar to like a, kind of like telescopic legs with the push pins. Um, so you can you can put it on any angle you want, and you set up your cover on the easel. Um, your MC4 connectors. You, you know, will have the the various cable lengths available. Like a, a by the way, whoever designed MC4 connectors to need the GD tool to disconnect, it needs to be shot. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty cumbersome. We, we were looking at they're so widely adopted. We, we yeah. don't want to reinvent that wheel, but um, so it'll be the same thing. And and um, and yeah, so you put it on an easel. You know, put it where the sun is. 
um, and, and away, away you go. So there's, there's, um, there's, there's those options for sure. So, Stephen, uh, I, I know that you guys have had some uh, press releases where uh, you're working with some OE manufacturers. Um, maybe- but to, to, hold on. To that extent, when I go to worksport.com and it sends me to the growth is all but inevitable and it's got a graphic here that wants me to learn how to invest in the company, I'm seeing the mm-hmm. outline of a Cybertruck with a progress yeah, bar oh, on they, it. You got that infographic? Yeah. So, so the objective, albeit the Cybertruck, is is um, is widely adopted. We're, we're waiting to see what Tesla is doing with their re-engineer. Um, th- their initial design doesn't look like it would accommodate in-bed or, or in-built uh, retractable cover, I believe. Um, but the um, the idea would be to make a product available for the Tesla Cybertruck owners if we can. So um, so I, I know we our team used that graphic. Uh, it, it doesn't you know directly imply that we're doing any business with Tesla. So what OEs uh, have you guys announced or that you're working on partnerships with? And then also, what does the aftermarket look like? Because you've got some uh, CGI renderings on the on the uh, website of uh, some Tundras that have your product on it. Is this uh, envisioned for, I would imagine if you're at SEMA, uh, is, is it envisioned for the aftermarket where somebody could add this technology to their existing pickup truck? Yeah, so... Um, I guess I'll talk to, to the aftermarket because that, that's my background. I mean, I, I've come from the aftermarket. I, I love the B2B. I love the aftermarket industry. I've been in that for 17 years. And, and the, the idea is to make this broadly available for, you know, internally we refer to truck sales or, or truck models as A, B, and C movers. Um, like, your, uh, like, for example, a Ridgeline may be a C mover for us, you know, a little bit more of a unique truck, uh, not, not such a popular seller versus a, a you know, Silverado. So we will make the Terabis available as an aftermarket option to provide in-bed power for A movers first, which will be your Chev, Ford, and Dodge. Then we'll move into, you know, B and C applications, which would be Nissan, Toyota, and Honda. Um, so that, that'll be, I, I believe that that market will be available to us first. And I believe that that market, uh, just a good market for us to be in. I, I think that there's a, just a ton of the 60 million pickup trucks on the road that would love to have you know, almost all that power in the bed of their truck to use for, for campsite or worksite. Well, especially, too, with the advent of powered, um, I guess you would say, facilitators of fun, like a, a powered mountain bike, where maybe you want to have it charged, but you don't want to have it charged off your starting battery. This no. would be the perfect system for that. No, for a margarita blender. Or a margarita blender. <laughs> no, but, um, so, yeah. St- Stephen, what can we expect the panel to charge over the course of a day. I leave, you know, I've got the dirt bikes, we leave in the morning, we come back late afternoon as the sun is setting. What have I charged in that amount of time with our 1,000 watts if, assuming, you know, it's got great sunlight all day long? And am I charging a car battery? Am I charging, like, what is it capable of? I'm trying to just put it in perspective for people who don't can't correlate 1,000 watts to what it will charge. This is what gets exciting. So imagining that we get a thought, we've run most of our models on like six to 800 watts, but let's, you know, let's go crazy. And, and we're working towards the thousand being like the new normal, you know, with, with the, our capabilities, but a uh, thousand watt bed system over the course of a, of a sunny, bright day in, in good conditions. Um, you know, we're, we're not in the shadows. We're, we're hit, you know, at all times we can provide somewhere in like the six plus kilowatt or 6,000 watts. Uh, um, uh, kilowatt hours of, of, of battery storage. So that'll charge our entire battery pack system. Now, what six, the average household, like a heavy household consumer, um, like a house running, you know, b- bunch of kids, full family, TVs and stoves and all that kind of stuff, 
you might, I, I think, I, I don't know, I might be, I, I'm not an authority on this, but I think that some houses run an average of 15 to 20 kilowatt hours a day. Um, so if we can provide six or maybe even a little bit better of that um, in, in battery capacity, um, you know, you might be able to power a full house for six or eight hours if you needed to without really, now we don't have the inversion technology for that, but what I'm meaning is, um, you know, our, one of our battery banks is one and a half kilowatts, uh, kilowatt hours, and, and that should power, you know, a, a, an entertainment system like a, like a you know, a, a TV, uh, speakers and a fridge for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, and that's pretty meaningful in the sense of like power outage, um, which happened. But in terms of a job site, your, all your tools, you know, for a crew, like a drywall and crew or whatever, like recharging your tools, running table saws. Uh, these kinds of things all, all day, no problem. And let's talk about the battery technology. Are you using lithium ion or nickel cat or what's that like? We're so because the product's going to be available in North America, like Canada, here and in the South, um, we got to really focus on temperature. Um, and lithium iron phosphate has prevailed to be probably the best option for us now. Um, so lithium iron phosphate can be safely charged at you know negative 20 Celsius. Uh, and, and plus 40 Celsius. So it gives us that range of um, without having to insulate or worry about battery heating technology. So we're using lithium iron phosphate. Uh, we're going to have four, um, you don't have to, the system will come with one battery inverter, like a power pack. The power pack will be fully jammed. Um, it'll have, you know, mobile charging pack for your phone, drop your phone or your earbuds or, or whatever on it. It'll charge that. It'll have, uh, we're kind of torn between 1,500 and 2,000 watts uh, of AC current in plugs. We think 1500 will do it. Uh, there's not many heavy users that need 2000 watts. It's not even some of the bigger table saws or shop backs are drawing that kind of current these days. Um, so it, it'll run with four plugs, you know, pretty heavy, you know, power tools or charge drones or do whatever. Uh, it'll have, you know, your AC, AC out, DC out, AC in, DC in, and uh, it'll come with a one and a half kilowatt hour lithium iron phosphate battery bank, but the system can be scalable up to four individual batteries. So now you're talking six kilowatt hours um, and the batteries will mount in a rack in the bed. They will charge from the cover. And the beauty is right now there's, there's, there's you can buy a mobile battery bank. So uh, lithium ion battery banks, you plug them into your wallet, take them on the job site and it has an inverter built in. You can buy them. They, they, you can get a couple of kilowatts for a couple of grand, but the um, once it's depleted, you, you got to plug it in. You got to wait, you know, hours and hours to charge it. Our system will have like, like a, like a drill, the battery's depleted. You go to your truck. You pull out another battery, and you get to you get to play some more. Yeah, it looks uh, like by cool. your um, by your renderings uh, that you guys are able to daisy chain the batteries together, and there's uh, like a sh- charging indicator on there. So uh, the rack, essentially, if you can imagine a rack of batteries, you just sort of grab the one you need, go use it, and the other ones are still charging while they're in the truck. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And we have just in case we have. Uh, you know, wall outlet chargers as well. So if you don't want to go to the truck or if you want to have one charging from a wall plug or whatever, we have that ability too. So you can plug it in, you know, in, into into AC and charge it from, from your job site or, you know, from the house. Um, or you can buy more batteries. The, the, the beauty of the Terra V system, you don't even have to buy our cover. I know that we want to keep people in our universe. We want to have, you know, people in love with, with buying a solar cover and having to charge our batteries. But you can, you can just buy our battery packs and you can plug them into the walls. Uh, you know, wall outlet and charge and bring it to the job site or campsite or whatever you want as well. So I think the uh, the first battery, uh, so lithium iron phosphate is also known as a uh, LifePo4. 
is sort of like the yep. uh, the shortened um, the shortened version of that uh, is in the uh, Dometic recently uh, released their PLB40 uh, battery pack system, um, and that uses a, a LifePo4 battery system. And what I was really impressed with is um, a like you're talking about engineered for harsh outdoor environments. They're really rugged, and they also have a really uh, a really long shelf life in terms of uh, what do they call? I guess discharging on the shelf over time. I think it's you know only like a couple percent a month or something like that. So you can charge it, leave it on the shelf, and you don't really have to worry about it. Uh, there's not a memory, I guess, associated with it like there is with other battery well, types. And what happens if we discharge it all the way by accident? We 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 drain it to one percent. I believe it's it's okay. Like you can still bring it back to life. Oh, it's de- so it acts like a deep cycle de- then. De- uh, designed for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, charge cycles as well, without losing you know percentage. So let's talk about your uh, your investment round that you guys are working on or just announced, and then we can talk about when do you guys think that you'll have product to market and where people can find you. I think we also glossed over the fact that they make regular tonneau covers as well. I mean, the fact that he's, that's where they got their, you can buy a, 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 you know, a WorkSport tonneau cover for your truck right now. You don't have to wait for the solar, but if that's something you're interested in, not only can you, will you buy one, but you can invest in the company. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, we, we make, we've been making conventional covers uh, for trucks for uh, since 2010, uh, you know, leather folding, uh, we, we've been card folding. We've just been so focused. There's such a demand on the private label side in the U.S. right now for us from larger, you know, other companies that we've been, we've just been swamped, you know, making covers for other amazing brands. Some of them, you know, I I wish I could share, but they're private, but it's like just, it's the coolest thing in the world to, to be able to be entrusted with other people's brands, like huge ones and, and making wicked covers for them and, and being able to show what we can do. And and we're coming to market strong under our own products, like totally different products, uh, you know, conventional, but so we, we did just launch an investment round to fuel the growth, uh, and speed up, you know, ramp up and, and get the inventory going. So the, the Terra Visa is going to be made very likely is going to be made in part, uh, in, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and then very likely in part somewhere in the U.S. We're, we're looking at uh, a few different collaborative, like we, we know that Atlas, you know, has, uh, has their facilities in Arizona. Uh, we know that Hercules has their, their facilities in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and we're looking at maybe collaboratively working with other EVs in, in their spaces to, you know, make our own products. But the, we launched a, an investment round um, just just this morning, actually, that's been, you know, very successful so far for the first day. And it means that anyone can invest in the company. That, that's basically what it is. You, you invest directly with the company. Your funds go to fuel, you know, our, our legacy moving forward. Uh, and, and there's there's a there's you know pers- you know an ROI for for the investor you know they'll they'll very likely be very happy with the investment they made down the line you know what's important to, for everyone to know is we're publicly traded so it's a liquid investment you can buy you know stock from the company you could sell the stock you're not stuck waiting and at the mercy of the management and their share structure because it's getting into investment 101 but you never know what management can do if the value is going to go down if the company's not going to succeed if they're they're going to have to issue more stocks your the value of your investment gets diluted so with us is we we priced our investment so that it's already profitable um so and, and it's liquid so you can you can exit if you get you know something else comes up or whatever and sell your shares and, and recoup your investment, make, make profit on the investment. Uh, so that's, that's an invest.worksport.com. But yeah, the, uh, the, the Terra V system will, will be launched. Um, we're thinking, we, we focus on the battery system first. Um, we think the battery system, we, we're, we're already in pre, not pre-production. We're already in Mark II prototyping. 
Um, and we're working with, we collaborate, we're great collaborators. We love working with other battery companies. Um, so we, you know, we, we think that sometime in the middle of next year, the battery system will be fully available for sale to, to you know, to the general public. The Terravis uh, cover system in itself, we have, mo- we've been working on this since 2014. So we have most of it. We, we use the word beat. We have it beat. Like we, we know what we're doing. We know, you know, our solar system, uh, like w- which panels we're going to be using. We're just kind of ironing things out. We have prototypes out there, you know, charging every day, people loving them. I got to use one and I had to take it off the truck as the saddest day of my life. Um, so we, we think that middle of next year, you know, you know we're, we're going to be available to the aftermarket and then we're going to be waiting, uh, you know, for, for Atlas or Hercules or other EV players, uh, you know, to, to need the product. And if not, you know, it'll just be available to uh, EV truck owners. They can buy it aftermarket or, um, you know, from, from, from us for their, you know, combustion engine truck. Yeah, but, the market's tiny. There's only 15 million trucks made, you know, <laughs> per year. So I don't know if this is a smart market to be in. You know what I mean, Stephen? You might want to. Re- oh wait, just, just wait a no, second. No, no, no. All you have to do is call it the overlanding panel, and you'll sell millions of <laughs> yeah. them. No, but I mean, seriously, it's 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 pretty neat to be in the truck space. Holman and I, you know, joke about it a lot. Like as the big OEs say, you know, goodbye to sedans. And hello to more truck production. Well, I think along those lines, to me, the most amazing thing is when I started in journalism 20 years ago, trucks were always the afterthought. It always took years and years for the technology that debuted on cars to make it to trucks. And Not to, no mo. And today, all the new technology, all the new widgets, every manufacturer is putting their top shelf stuff in the truck before it goes back in the car. So it's a definitely an exciting time to be in the truck space. Yeah, I agree. The pickup trucks are. I, I mean, have you guys known anyone that's gone from anything else to a truck and back to something else? It, it may be a Jeep. I get that, um, but there's just so many. Like I, I, I've, I've always driven trucks, and I, I was I've driven those farm trucks. I'm, I'm a gearhead myself, and I've always been kind of with diesels and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I, I just can't. I can't see it. I think that you guys are seeing now Kia's coming out with a pickup truck. Hyundai's coming out with a pickup truck. There's rumors of Nissan coming out with like a juke with a bed, at least conceptually, but I think it's going to end up taking some legs. Um, so I, I think that people that drove sedans went up to SUVs. I think that now those SUV owners are going to find more practicality in the, we call them quarter ton trucks, like the Ridge Lines. And I, I heard that podcast, you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a quick anecdote. I got in my, I had an eco diesel, uh, didn't like it too much. Not enough, you know, under the foot for me. Um, um, but, uh, got, got stolen two Christmases ago. Got oh, stolen no. straight in my driveway. Gone. Did you walk out um, and go, damn, that truck I didn't like, it's gone. Sweet. Call the insurance guy. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, dude, so until until that thing, turbo kicks in, there's nothing at home under that hood. That's, that, I was crossing, little laggy. you know, four lanes. I was, yeah, I was crossing four lanes, you know, taking left turns, and it's like it, it would have to wake up a bit, and I just didn't like that. So anyway, yeah. uh, the only truck that was – I don't want to – I don't want to get, you know, murdered here for calling a truck. The only thing that was available to me in a pinch was a 2006 Honda Ridgeline. Um, it had like, I don't know, 300,000 miles on it. And I'm telling you guys, I fell in love with that. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's a, it's a pilot SUT. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what? I here's, here's what a, I'm it's saying. It's an open third row Odyssey mm-hmm. minivan. I have a new sound effect just for the uh, just for the Ridgeline. 
Gong. Goodbye. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, but anyway, we, we call them quarter tons. So like the Colorado's Rangers, Ridge Lines, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the front. I was with you at Colorado so, and Ranger. You lost me at Ridgeline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't speak Ridgeline language here. But anyway, the, the, the quarter ton market, I think, is going to really pick up a lot of steam, you know, in, in, in most markets. Um, you know, outside of metropolitans, and, and then the, the half ton and one tons and three three quarter tons are just they're just driving blowing they're, up. They're recession proof. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. So we're we're in the right place, and we've been doing this for a long enough time that I, I think that we're going to you know comfortably find our market doing our innovative stuff and 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 let you know other you know tunnel covers Here, and, and whatnot do what they do, which is wicked. Here's what you need to do. I was only half kidding when I said you need an overland model because you'd sell millions of them. Mm-hmm. But what you need to do, since you already have the the folding panel system that can you know store, what you need to do is take that uh, the um, headache rack at the ba- at the uh, back of the cab. And make it a rack system that goes over the top of the cab. Yep. So that you can still have a bed rack in the back for all of your overlanding stuff, and you just roll the solar panels over the cab, so the cab portion is solar, and then you can still access all of your toys in the back. That's that's my got, uh, got, that's what I'm talking about. I got to email you guys some some of the concepts we have for like like I, like I'm I said, and it's not to sound cocky, but the Terravis is something that we were talking about six years ago. And, and we, we've had that beat. We've just kind of taken our time to, to find the best time to come out with that while solar improved. Life PO4 is more feasible now. EVs are, you know, a year around the corner or less. Um, so we, now is the time to kind of launch. But to, to, your, to your point, we've had six, seven years to really think of, like, what does it look like phase two, phase three, phase four? And, and you should see some of the wild we're, we're going to be doing with this. It's, like, tremendous. So, Holman, what, what he's saying about your idea is... Try again. No, what he's saying, no. He's saying fail. No, no. he's already thought of what no, you no, thought no, of. No, 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 what no, he's, no, no. What he's saying is stay tuned. Oh, is that what he's saying? <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't hear that. Really? No, I heard try again. <laughs> nope, nope, that's not what I heard. What I heard was clapping and cheering in the background. I heard. Uh, that's what nope, I heard. I heard dinging. Nope, that's not what I heard. <laughs> nope. I, I heard the kids saying. Are we there yet? <laughs> Well, that's also waiting. <laughs> yeah. That's also waiting. I'm like that. I'm like, come on, hurry up with this technology stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, if you guys, if you like what you hear, you can go to invest.worksport.com. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Invest.worksport.com. All right. So, Stephen, this is, I, I, I'm inspired because this is, um, this is the way of the future. I mean, ultimately, we're going to be driving vehicles that are covered in solar panels. Well, what's, so this well, is this yeah. is step one. What's interesting about this is it still allows somebody with an internal combustion engine to sort of uh, dip their toe in the water of the electrification space. Maybe it's not electrification in the sense that it's uh, a part of the powertrain, um, although it could be. But it's electrification in the sense that you have an onboard power generating system and storage system for all your toys, all your tools, but you're not using the uh, the engine to power all that. So it's a, a great yeah. way of kind of being in, in both places. If you're still a gearhead, but you have a need for some onboard power, this might be just the, the ticket for a lot of people. Well, I'm excited when he makes a backpack of solar panels and I can hop on my motorcycle and it's charging the bike in real time. Oh, maybe <laughs> not. 
Yeah, perpetual. Oh, it's the perpetual yeah, motion machine. Going back machine to again. perpetual motion machine. <laughs> the problem is, is you have to take your mass out of the equation to make it efficient. Oh, and I just ate, so forget <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for making time for us, and and let us know if you uh, any uh, any new products or uh, you know next steps in the company. Please uh, keep us in the loop, and we'd love to have you back on. And and we love talking about the future of trucks and and you know technology and innovations like this. Yeah, thanks for having us on, and I'll I'll keep you guys posted. Awesome. Looking right. forward to it. Sounds good. Thanks. Sir. All right. Talk All to you right, soon. Have a good one. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Holman, I got no time for your shenanigans. I need to get into some email. You cool? Let's do it. You email? Yeah. You know what, um, DJ Omar Khan from KROQ, K-Rock Radio in Los Angeles, made that particular jingle for us. Yes, he did. And I will say that I think he made better jingles for our show than he made for his own podcast. And I'm not- You I'm mean not, uh, Janky Town? Well, hold on. I'm not creating a podcast war. No, 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 I'm no, not no. bringing that on. We're promoting Janky Town. I'm promo- and Listen I, to our yeah, friends. Yes, they're our buddies, but yeah. I'm just saying that his handiwork Is on some of our jingles- Way better. Stellar. So, Omar, you rock. Thank you. Okay, this one's uh, subject line is answers needed from Mike Boyle. Hey, Sparky and Holman. I don't, I mean, do I like that? Do I like Sparky? Just finished listening to the interview with Emmy Hall on the latest episode. Well, you're a little bit behind, but the conversation brought up a serious question that is going to keep me up nights until I get an answer. So this is important. You may have to get Emmy back on to answer it. Does she yell, yeah, buddy? Every time she does something cool in her Miata? And if so, is that how it got its name? Yeah, buddy! We're just going to call her. Let's ask her. Oh, okay. That's a weird ring. Oh, she's in Baja. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Think she'll answer? Mm, depends how drunk she is. Hi, it's Emmy. Leave a message. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Oh, sure. I see how it is. You don't want to use your international plan minutes on us to uh, answer a podcast listener question. So uh, The question from a listener, Emmy, is that when anything ever cool happens and you're driving your Miata, do you yell, yeah, buddy? And if so, is that how the car got its name, buddy? And uh, I think that we're going to say yes. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah, buddy. Jokes aside, thanks for another great episode. Five stars and yeah, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. And that is from Mike Boyle. Uh, we've got one from uh, Jeffrey Parker Brown says, uh, Hey guys, my first thought when seeing this picture on Facebook was that someone was pumping diesel into their Hyundai Veloster. It is a Hyundai Veloster with a green handle in the fuel filler. But there are fueling stations with green on normal unleaded gas. So he continues, apparently it's British Petroleum BP that's backwards and not whatever state is on that plate. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Okay, I ain't mad from Lars. Uh, Hey, fellas, I'm not mad at you for talking about or dipping your toes into the electric pickup space. It is interesting, but I don't want to take part in it in any way. (laughs) About Lightning's early radio days, I would very much like to have a laugh at Lightning's suspense. Thank you very little. Uh, Actually, (laughs) I'm sure I have already, haha, but another time wouldn't hurt. Come on, you got to do it. The listeners are now demanding it. Mm. 
I don't know. Anyway, keep up the great work in five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Oh, and I almost forgot a bit of a teaser. I'll send some pics when I'm done. I've been working on my 1972 Chevy half-ton 4x4. Me and my brother pulled it out of a farmer's field a few years ago. It's a rusty pile and will stay that way, but it's running and driving now, and I'm building a blade on it to plow snow. That's kind of cool. I don't think it has the original engine, but it's a 354 speed 4x4. Thanks for taking the time to read my email, Lars. All right, I want to hear from our buddy RB, a.k.a. Popeye, and the 3D printing debate continues. Wait, wait, what debate? Uh, well, you said in uh, the last time he wrote in, bring it, Ray, I believe was exactly what you said in quotes. Oh, did I? <laughs> and you don't even remember. No, I don't, but and I, he's smarter than I am, so oh, I, 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 would, I clearly did that in jest, Ray. He says, okay, men, if I can arrange it, would you be interested in visiting an outfit in Santa Clarita that feels a large number of 3D printing technologies under one roof. Yes. I'm not saying I can pull this off. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yes. I don't work there. I have no ownership there, but I do know some people with 30 years experience in the 3D printing business who do. So if you're interested, I'm certainly willing to approach them and see if they're interested. I have no idea what your travel restrictions are or your comfort level with doing this kind of thing. All of them. <laughs> so if you're interested, please yes. let me know your rough timing. We're in. One month, six months. Uh, I Tomorrow. Mean, Ray, yeah, whatever. Just freaking eat. truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We are in. We are in. Yeah, I am cool. in. He's in Holman. We are in together as a as a couple. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He says, uh, no guarantees, but I will do my best. And that came from our buddy Ray. Trevor writes, might be my favorite yet. It's just right. And the subject line from Trevor is, new jingle. He says, might be my favorite yet. It's just right. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. five stars. Five stars. Right back, right back, your buddy. Oh, uh, you brother, damn it! God, <laughs> you're a disaster. Uh, you One more it, time. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Right back at right you, brother. Back at you, brother. Damn oh. it! <laughs> You can't get I can't, it. I can't get the timing on this timing, one. Right. You're just it's impossible. You're just uh, the drummer's up there going boom, and you're going boom boom boom. But boom, how, boom boom boom. I know I have no rhythm anyway. But how can I get the inbox send it just right? But I can't do this one. I I don't Within know. Within an inch of my life, I would. If my life depended on me nailing the timing of that, you'd be dead. I'd be dead. Yeah, you would. I, that would just be it. I'd be snuffed out for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Damn, this whole thing is tragic. Uh, we got a uh, note here from uh, Rich Knowles. It says electric trucks. To say uh, Sasquatch and Bigfoot, I'll let you two decide who is who. <laughs> hmm. I don't really think that's either of us. No. No, we don't have big feet. We're not that hairy. I, I guess I'm Sasquatch. The beard. Yeah. And the back. D- is your back hairy? <laughs> A little bit? Yeah. Hmm. Ears. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get What size it. are your shoes? Uh, 11. Yeah, you're, you're Bigfoot. I'm Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I'm just listening to episode 148, and I'm about halfway through the interview with Atlas Motors, and, and a thought crossed my mind, how long will electric vehicle batteries last? I mean, in the sense that where you have a battery-powered tool or phone, or over the course of the battery's life, you lose usable power storage. I know how much and how quick depends on how the battery's treated, how much power is left in when it's put on the charger and things like that, but it was just something that I thought of having recently upgraded my phone and seeing how much longer the battery lasts on my new phone compared to my old one. Hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to ask. Hopefully you can understand how I read it. I, no, your <laughs> inflections are all wrong. You're, all wrong. You're putting, my timing is the, off and then reading emails too let, because of the damn five-star let's hotline. Do this. Let's do this again. Reset, 
Start from the top. I'm leaving this all in. Go ahead. All right. Sasquatch and Bigfoot. I'll let you two decide who is okay, who. We already hey, got how past big are that. your feet? Yeah, we'll yeah, right, go ahead. Right. Yeah. I'm just listening to episode 148. I'm about halfway through the interview with Atlas Motors, and I thought this crossed my mind. <laughs> you can't. Did he leave off out punctuation? Uh, what happened there? I'm are there no commas or periods? I'm just listening to episode 148. Yes. I'm about halfway through the interview with Atlas Motor Vehicles, and a thought crossed my mind. How long will electric vehicle batteries last? Hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to ask. Also, now that time we got it, yes. Also my reasoning behind Sasquatch and Bigfoot is you're both big and hairy. The pictures of you leave more questions than answers, <laughs> and nobody believes those who say they've seen you in real life. Thanks. And that's our buddy Rich from the UK. All right. Well done. I know. That's why I couldn't read it, because he wrote it in British. It's the same, you moron. Well, it's <laughs> different. Uh, I mean, I would say it seems like battery technology, the way the cars um, charge them and have reserve capacity and- uh, discharge and all that. They sort of have the battery chemistry and how that needs to happen for longevity. It seems like 10 years, at least for an automotive application, but there's still a lot of life in the battery packs after they leave a vehicle because a lot of people have been using old, uh, I believe, Tesla and Prius battery packs to have uh, supplemental power storage at their house. Chevy Volt. Chevy Volt's another one. Very popular in reapplications. Yeah. So the thing about uh, automotive batteries is they may not be right for an automotive use case over time, but they can still store power and there's second lives for them. And I I truly believe at some point there'll probably be a secondary battery market where you buy somebody's used batteries and, you know, you stick it on the the wall of your house. You're going to take it out of Tesla and you're going to use it on your Makita drill. That's a lot of drill power. (laughs) Hey, Bill. Oh, I've got me the new uh, 18 uh, volt. Oh, yeah, I got the 400 volt. Damn. Hey, and by the way, why Makita? You know we're Milwaukee people on the show. Oh, yeah, I just Makita was. You or know why, DeWalt or. You know what? why? Because last night I was watching a, uh, a competition on YouTube where the guy was pitting uh, the different models of drills against each other. And okay. he, he had DeWalt. He had a Harbor Freight I don't one. care who won. Uh, Milwaukee. All right, uh, I just got a text from uh, our friend Emmy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Read it. Nope, I'm going to have Siri do it because if I read it, it won't sound like Emmy. This will sound more like Emmy. Uh, okay, with Siri, go. Ha, huh, I have great internet, but terrible phone down here in Baja. But he got his name because one, it's hella fun to yell yeah, buddy, and B, I'm obsessed with the Netflix stop motion show Buddy Thunderstruck. It's one of the best car shows around, taking place in the town of Greasebit. Buddy and his albino ferret mechanic Darnello, I should mention that Buddy is a snaggletooth dog, win all the races at the local figure eight track. And spend their free time evading the sheriff. And there's more. Sheriff Cannonball and Deputy Hoisenberry. Because of course that is their names. Cannonball is a horse and Hoisenberry is either a reindeer or just a regular deer. It's tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> she, wait, wait, Sounds wait. just like her too. Yeah, yeah totally. Did. Wait a minute. She typed all that in just a couple of minutes that it took. We, we, we just left a message. Yeah. She just, she just typed. She types like a 14 year old girl. But it was like. 50 pages of biblical text in there. That <laughs> I can say so that because I have one. I watch her all the time. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Thank you, Emmy. Oh, so the bottom line is... Yeah, buddy! All right, well, uh, I guess that, that qualifies as a special guest on the Truck Show no, podcast. No, it don't. What? No, no, no. Yeah, but no, she wasn't no, scheduled. No. We just no, did, we added her to no, the show. No, no, no. 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 No, 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 yes. 
See? Yes. <laughs> All right, Holman, this is going to be, I think, your new favorite guest. I hope. I hope I don't fail you. I actually don't know who this is. No, you don't. So I actually found this next guest on TikTok. You are a nearly 50-year-old man, and you are trolling uh, TikTok? I do. Well, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> I mean, that's all true. <laughs> I guess I was. No, I think this was shared in someone's story oh, on Instagram. Oh, I'm using the old shared through a story <laughs> excuse. I'm not a creepy old man trolling TikTok. I think that's really what happened, though, okay. is that I saw an Instagram repost of uh-huh. a TikTok, and okay. I go, I need to hear more about this guy. All right. And so then I I do a little research and I find him that I can't reach him. I can't find him on Instagram because he goes by a different name. Okay. And so then I go to, I download the TikTok app. Did you do like hashtag tag the owner? No, look at this. Okay. I seriously download the TikTok app so I can reach out to him. And when you put in your birthday, it said you're too old for this app? Oh yeah. No, just (laughs) shut the app down. Yeah. It just shut it down. It went back to like 1975, nothing beyond that. Yeah, right. (laughs) You can't, it's like, no, too old. That means I'm in, you're out. Oh, ouch. So uh, you gave me the number. Uh, so are we going to call him? We're, or? So, yeah, we're going to dial. His name is Matthew Glunt. Matthew Glunt. Matthew Glunt. All and right. you might know him as MG. I assure you I do not. No, you don't. I know you don't. All right, so dial up Matthew Glunt, and I'll explain to you why when we get him on the horn. Hello. Matthew, it's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, sir. How about so? We are doing amazing. Hold on one second. We have a quick intro, and then we're going to talk to you. Yo, the truck show. <laughs> who dis? Who dis? Who the hell is this? A truck show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs <laughs> in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis? Who dis? Truck show represent. Now, uh, this is actually uh, me asking the question, who dis? Because, yeah. Matthew, I only know your name. I don't know anything else about you other than uh, my man Lightning here said, uh, I've got a mystery guest. Yeah so, yeah, so I found Matthew, as I said, on TikTok and then Instagram, and then I found that he's got you know personas everywhere throughout the internet. And I found him, and it made me laugh out loud when he was able to mimic the sounds of a 6.0 Power Stroke, a 6.7 uh, Power Stroke, and a 6.6 Duramax with his mouth. So why isn't this a Know Your Note? Uh, I was going to get to that. <laughs> okay. I was going to get to that. I think because I think he's, I think he's, uh, he's going to be a celebrity someday. Sounds like a multi-talented uh, human when he can go from uh, just the, run the gamut of uh, V8 diesels out there. I don't know that he's limited to just these three. These are the ones I said, what are your favorites? And this is what he texted right. back. I so, want to hear these three, but if he can go Cummins as a bonus, that's uh, that, that's going to, we'll be friends yeah, forever. I, five, I could do a five, nine. I could do, just, I could do just the 12 valve. I'm working on, I'm working on the 24. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so all right, I, it's probably not going to sound as good over the phone as it does on his TikTok or yeah. over with a microphone as opposed to the receiver on a phone. Does he get two jingles? Do we have to play? I think we have to play um, Know Your Note. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. 
All right, so do you feel like that's a better intro for him? Well, I'm just saying that if Matthew can guess what truck Vroom Vroom came from, <laughs> then he wins everything. He wins the, uh, the yeah, podcast awards. It's so lame by comparison. <laughs> Holman, why don't you cue our, our good friend MG as he goes by okay. online, and, uh-huh. and you prompt him, and let's see how accurate you think these sound effects are. And then I want to tell you some of his backstory. Okay. Is he choosing, or am I just? I want you to. So I want you to choose one of these three right uh-huh. here, and then we'll. He also offered up. He said he just did a five nine as well. Yeah. So. Well, all right. We got to do. Uh, let's do six six Duramax. All right. We got a lot of air in that, so it's. I Come on, solid. right? That is solid. Yeah, but I didn't hear the dino breaking at the end. The dino break. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Here, he's gonna do it again. I'll I'll be quiet. <laughs> all right all right i want to hear uh six liter power stroke because it has tones of seven three and six four in it but i'll do the idle for you all right first go into the rolling okay so Oh, that's, dude, that's accurate. Solid. I mean, a, a little throatier would have gone seven three territory, but I'm yeah. feeling six zero on that. All right, seven three uh, lower of an RPM, so it's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Know your notes. Um, all right, I think uh, let's roll into uh, modern day. Uh, how about uh, we'll just we'll go we'll split the difference. Uh, second gen six seven power stroke. Second gen six seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a rev. So, like, you know, it has that, that bark at the end. Well, it has, like, that whistle at the end. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Uh, I I get yeah, I mean, we, we hit the V8. We got to hear the six the, the six cylinder now. I can only do the idols. I can kind of do a, a five speed takeoff a little bit with the 12 ounce. So. All right. Let's go. Let's go five, nine. Mechanical injected twelve valve idle. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love this. So we need to have him on as a guest for uh, for Know Your Note next time we do it with our uh, with our listeners' uh, engine sound. Oh, he would I'd, be good. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. I'd love to do this live in person. I know over the phone, I'm trying the best I can to make it sound good, but it's in person. In person's when you know that's, I mean, you guys are saying it sounds good over the phone. You know it's got to sound good over something. Like, <laughs> An actual, so hey, what we're going to do is when we promote this episode, we'll share some of your actual uh, sound effects using a microphone. So we'll have you send us a couple of clips, and that's how we'll promote this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you, you come to California, you're welcome to hang out in our studio and make diesel noises all night. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, my, my noise that I'm really good at is, uh, diesel, uh, if it ran on bean burritos. That's, that's my noise in the studio. What you, you're going to fart in here? What are you doing? No, I'm just saying that's the normal noises. Yeah, but, it is. It's yeah. disgusting. Wow. It doesn't sound like a diesel. Yeah. So, uh, Holman, what you don't know is that Matthew is a diesel mechanic and works on big rigs. All right. So, uh, what, what are you working on? Like long nose Pete's or anything that comes through? I have a, I have a unnatural uh, fascination with long nose Pete's. They're just cool. Detroit 60 series. Uh, we, I don't really work on them yet. I, uh, I work on Freightliner trucks mostly. Um, so I worked on a lot of Cummins last week for some reason. We, we work on Detroit's Cummins and sometimes cats and sometimes Volvo. So do a lot of oil changes, a lot of, uh, 
front main seal, mainly oil leaks and stuff like that. I mean, I just started as an entry level. I'm only 22. So like I, I actually just became a diesel tech. I was actually like my own personal technician, like if that makes sense. I'm like a personal mechanic for myself. And I always help my friends put parts on their stuff and like build trucks and all, all cool. kinds of stuff. Yeah. So you've got a 2016 Ram 5.7 Hemi, correct? And I just hit a deer with it last night. Yes. Oh, oh, no, man. No. But what, it, what kind of damage? Hey, hey, it's not that bad. It, it's damaged pretty decently, but it's still drivable. It's not that bad. It's, it's the whole side of the truck. And I, what, what happened was I was on my way home from work last night. And and it, I, the, the first thing I saw was the head. And then those beady green ball. eyes. It ran right into the side of my truck. Like it hit the front, oh. bumper. It hit front bumper first. My wheel, negative forty four stands out. The wheel literally is what screwed my truck over. Oh. Hit it here and it launched it sideways into the side of the truck. Completely dented the back door. Completely dented the bed. And I'm like, oh my god. Mg, dude. what uh, what uh, part of the country are you in? I'm in Pennsylvania, sir. All right. Okay. I, I remember uh, one time I was on a cross country trip. Probably one of the first times I drove through Montana at night, and it was uh, beginning of s- summer. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a uh, we we're taking a Hummer H2 SUT from California to Illinois, and we were crossing Montana. It'd been like a, it was a thousand mile day of driving, and you're just delirious, pitch black, already delirious. You know things are talking to you as you get to that point. And we had every <laughs> light imaginable on this thing. And I remembered, man, this road's really dark. I'll, I'm going to turn on all the lights. And I swear to God, I had 8,000 pairs of green eyes looking back at me. I was like, oh, no. whoa. And then it was like the deer slow. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I was I was touching six-point bucks with my you know side view mirrors as we were going by. And, man, it's yep. like they're just standing Every in the road like a bunch of dummies. So, listen, I live like by a bunch of cornfields, right? You ever just turn your truck into a cornfield and just throw your light bar on, you see like 4,000 eyes. <laughs> You know, I, I gave that five seven Hemi a little bit. You know, that's my favorite truck. I grew up on Ram. I, I, I've always had Dodge Ram trucks when I grew up. Uh, I had a fifteen hundred three sixty. They're they're good engine, but very terrible transmissions. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I had my second gen, and then when I got a good job, finally, I got myself on my feet a little bit before all this happened. I bought the new sixteen Ram. Uh, I didn't buy it new. I bought it used. Actually, I had forty thousand miles on it. I got it for a good deal. I got it for a very good deal. And, and yeah, so. Is, um, is your goal to get a diesel at some point? Oh, I, I do have a diesel. I have a 12 valve. Oh, that's right. You have that. Sorry. Yeah, I have a 12 valve coming. I do have a 12 valve. I have, it, it's obviously that year Dodge of transmission, awful. It has a 47RE in it. I, those are the worst transmissions ever. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about it? <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. They're definitely on the list. <laughs> Amazing trucks. I freaking love them, but the transmissions in them years, ugh, the automatic. <laughs> but I'm swapping it to a five-speed or six-speed. I'm looking for either an NV56 or an NV4500. NV4500, go all the way. Yeah, five-speed. Uh, that's nice. I like it. All right. But I, the deer, the deer, yeah. yes, it hit out of my truck when it hit. It was like, it hit, I heard two booms. I think I hit two deer because my dad came up the road, right? And he said, there's two deer laying in the ditch. And I'm like, so I what? hit two. Okay, so I heard a boom, boom. I'm like, what was that? So, like, I got out. I looked, and there was the deer laying there. It was kind of, like, moving a little bit, but it, like, died, like, on impact, which I felt Oof. bad. I don't like I don't like running over animals like that. No, you know? but, I mean, they shouldn't be standing in the middle of the damn road either. Yeah, well, no, it, didn't even, it wasn't even standing in the middle of the road. It just ran, it ran right into my truck. So like, I didn't 
I, ran in a truck. The scariest deer incident I I had. Which, that sounds like a band. Scariest deer scariest, incident. Oh, yeah. the scariest deer incident. Yeah, they're playing yeah. the Roxy as soon as good enough. They haven't, over. No, they haven't been formed yet. Oh, they're just on, they're on the band name list on the internet. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, Jason Gonderman from Truck Trade and I were uh, in a uh, Nissan GTR Nismo. So what, five hundred and fifty horsepower and going way too fast in Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, on a program in the Tennessee backcountry on some in back in the Rolling Hills, and he was driving. I'm in the passenger seat and. It has launch control. I think it does repeatable zero to sixty in like three point two seconds or two point nine, something really stupid it's like, like 3. that. Point, it depends on it depends on like what mode you have. Yeah, the G- my buddy used to have one. Oh, so so sick. And so uh, Jason gets on this two lane road and puts it in launch control and launches it. And the thing about that car is it's so damn fast and so hard hitting and visceral. That like your cheeks do the wiggle and stuff it like that. It feels uncomfortable. Well, it does, and you uh, you are just the dopamine in your body. I mean, the amount of adrenaline that is released as you're pushed back in the seat. It's like you have to grab your breath. It's it was the that was probably one of the very first uh, cars around three seconds I ever drove. Anyway, Jason hits it at about sixty miles an hour. A deer runs out, <gasps> jumps in front of us, no. and we're pretty sure we drove under it. Oh my God! Ask Jason about that. We were both like, "Holy crap!" And I mean, we we're full Can on. Can you imagine committed. if you had if it had hit yeah. the windshield? It didn't hit anything. Dust. All I know is there was a deer, and we we're going so fast. Maybe my recollection is wrong, and we didn't drive under it, although it felt like it. But there was a deer in front of I, us, and we were fully committed. I have a 350Z too. I don't think I ever mentioned that. I was driving it one time, actually. And this story you're telling me kind of reminds me of the time where a deer jumped over my hood. I was only doing like 45 at the time, but it was like the same concept of what happened with my truck, but the deer literally jumped over my car. It was impressive. I, See, I, I, it I does happen. It's possible, I, I guess. I thought I was being a big fat liar, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> All right, so... Matthew, where can people see more of your ridiculously hilarious impressions uh, on well, Instagram? They're probably not on. Our fans are probably not on uh, TikTok. I'm going to delete the app. And I now that no, I found not. you, no, I will. <laughs> I, I have no business being on TikTok. You're going to start messaging him now, aren't you? Hey, this is your TikTok, buddy Jay from the no, podcast. No, I just think, but you know. TikTok literally saved me, bro. How so? TikTok saved me. Like, how? I was going to a lot of rough. I was going through a lot of rough times back then, like before this pandemic even happened. I was going through a lot of like financial issues. I was going through a lot of like just stuff, you know, and, and, and I finally got a job. You know, I was I was just being stupid and partying and drinking and stuff like that. And You're being I, a 20 year old boy. We get it. We were all there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I got to the point where like, I need to get a job. I need to get my head on my shoulders and I need to do that. You know what I mean? And, I, and as I got a job, I worked at an HVAC factory in Bedford and I was working with a good friend of mine. His name is Dakota Feather. Shout out to him. Um, he, um, he, he was one of the ones that really, you know, like, it, it, like kept me going with it after I blew up the first time. But a friend of mine named Keaton Brandstatter actually shout out to him. He lives with me. He went to school with me. We graduated together. He's one of my brothers. We used to do this, these noises in school all the time. So, I, I, you know, I mean, he's like, he sent me a, a video of Cody Motormouth. Also shout out to him. He's, he's pretty good too. He, he does pretty good diesel. And he does a good Jake break impression of like Detroit. <laughs> you would be amazed how many kids across this country right now are trying to do what I do. And they send me videos, add me on Instagram, Snapchat everywhere. Kids ages 10 through like my age, sending me videos of trying to make my sounds. 
Like it's, it, I, I've had over 400 in the past three months. Try to sometimes you don't find your calling. Sometimes your, your so, calling so, finds you. Well, are you saying that's how you got a TikTok and that's where it blew up and, and what it just it, breathed life into you and your soul? It blew up because my friend Keaton Brandstetter told me, you can do these noises better than this person. But the reason I say TikTok saved me is because, like I said, I was going through a rough time, you know, with life and everything. And once all that happened, you know, I felt like, you know, I mean, this is me, you know, this is me being myself. So, like, I felt like I had a purpose, you know what I mean? So, like, when I had, like, like I'm staying humble about all this, you know what I mean? So, like, I got so many followers now, you know, I got a lot of people that are, look up to me. I've even had kids, I've had moms send me pictures on Instagram of their kids in school drawing my trucks and sending and sending them to me on Instagram. All like, right. I, so, uh, to find him on Instagram, which is where I suggest most of our fans will find him, MG. <laughs> On the beat, MG on the beat, all one string, no spaces, no underscores, nothing. MG on the beat. Matthew, can you leave us with your? What's your favorite uh, engine impression? Will you leave us with that? I'm gonna have to go with the six O. It's it's in between six and six six Duramax because everyone thinks that they're the most accurate that I can do. All right, well let's go six O because that's your favorite. I want to hear it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome man that is great that is great all right listen you are doing the lord's work matthew appreciate it and uh you and i will uh we'll speak and uh i will we've got some plans i think oh this is awesome man this is a blessing you know you know what i'm saying this is awesome i'm i'm glad i can make people smile and that's you know that's that's a really big thing that i like to do i just I'm, happiness is one of the things i bring to people when i do this and this is all i could ask for love it all right well we're help uh, amplify your message matthew so thank you appreciate right. the time hey god bless you we'll talk all soon. right brother appreciate all right. it all righty <laughs> bye-bye so dude what'd you think about the uh, surprise guest come on now i mean that's solid <laughs> yes all right if you enjoyed the show if you didn't enjoy the show don't share with us if you enjoyed the show, share it with us. <laughs> and if you didn't enjoy the show, yes. don't send it that. Email to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to call us on the five star hotline, 657 205 6105, or hit us up on the socials. I'm at Sean P. Holman. He's at LBC Lightning. You know what occurs to me? that um, At Truck Show Podcast. Yeah, we are at Truck Show Podcast. I don't want to mess up over the bed like we did the last time. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, but I want to say that you have been pimping my at LBC Lightning. Yes. And I have not been posting enough. And so I feel like- Or at all. I do kind of post there was a, a story picture of your here. wife sitting next to a couch port the other day. I know, yeah. Was she happy with that photo? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. No, I deleted I it from Facebook. I showed it to my wife, and I said, look what uh, Lightning just posted. And she goes, yeah, his <laughs> wife's going to be pretty darn pissed no, about she that. She was there. I mean, she saw me post it, and she's like, why didn't you post a picture of me? Well, because my 15-year-old made a, a fort a on the fort. couch. And there was Brandy. And sitting, sitting, sitting without no, cushions. No cushions. Well, that's why I thought it was funny. Right. He and was. she did not look happy. No, she's just there just ignoring him. You know, and ignoring you. me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, But I need, to, so I need to run this past you. All right. I am thinking about completely deleting or archiving every photo in my Instagram. Fresh, clean, gone. No, and st- listen to me, and no. then decide, and then and then posting only one format, meaning all vehicles or all per- personal. No. And here's why. It's dumb. No, hold on a second. Here's why. Okay. 
When you follow someone or something on Instagram, yes. you like what they do. So, for example, I follow a couple overlanders, even though I'm not an overlander. Uh-huh. I like the photos that they, they share, the lifestyle. So one of but them all... at ADV Jeep. It is, oh, as a matter of fact. Excellent. Yes. So you saw my uh, photos from last week. Did you see the one where I saved the Nissan Xterra from tipping over backwards yeah, on the trail? Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Did you see the video on that? Yeah, that was freaky. We need to talk about that in the next episode. All right, we'll have I to need do to that. get the recap. But you, what you do is you follow an Instagram account, it's not like Facebook, in my opinion. Facebook is personal randomness from politics to to beautiful photography. Yeah, just everything. Yeah, right? like my personal one is everything from cigars to barbecue to cars. Right, and that's to... fine with Facebook, but it's a different ball of wax on Instagram. I have more on followers Instagram, on Instagram than I do on Facebook. I understand that, but I believe you're wrong. I believe that on Instagram, most of the things you believe are incorrect. I want you guys who are listening to weigh in on this. I believe that when you follow an Instagram account, uh-huh. it is niche. It is, Mm-mm. it is. I am following. Nope. Uh, I am following a, a tonneau cover company because I like their tonneau covers, and that's all there I want is from them. No variety in that. So what no, I have done is stop. I have Let, my no, vehicle gotta... build page, and I then know. I have my normal page. Okay, One but... is all the things that I'm doing. Whether you find it interesting or not, if you do, you'll follow. If you don't, you won't. And then if you just want my particular vehicle build, I have that as well. But I don't have the bandwidth in my personal life because I run a couple of corporate accounts. Yeah, but here's what's awesome. And so what? It's optional. You don't have to do anything. No, but I want – got to hear me through on this thing. I want people to engage. And I've always had the issue with when I was at the radio station. They wanted Kevin and Bean content. But me, I wanted to post car stuff. Or now, if I post a picture of my wife and a truck show podcast listener is following me, he's like, who's this chick? And I don't care. I want to see a truck. So, like, I'm I'm having this inner battle of what content should I be putting on my personal at LBC Lightning? But that's the beauty. It's not the beauty. But I don't want to be scattered. You I are want, scattered. No, but listen it's, to me. It's beautifully you. That's exactly who you are. But when if pe- you have a curated feed, it will not be you any longer. But maybe I should be curating, and maybe it should. Then be- you're fake. I'm not fake. Exactly. So just keep your stuff you have. It's and too things- random. No, it's not. People need randomness in their it, lives, and they it, appreciate it. If we're, can I be real? <laughs> I mean, can I be real? Sure. I downloaded. Something caused this. What caused this? I'll tell you what it is. Uh-huh. I have, always a cause, 100% of the time. Listen. Okay, go. Listen. Yeah. I'm always looking at analytics <sighs> for everything, just like you, right? Without analytics, you know, your bosses come down and go, hey, that story that you wrote about the 392 Hemi Power Jeep, it's not doing well. Or whatever. No, I know that it thing was a monster. I, it, it did. It did. But you've, you've, your team has published duds and you take heat for it and you've had successes in the whole thing. That's just like in, in your personal life as well. You post a photo and everyone's like, ooh, I need a dopamine hit. So I I want to post something that people will like. I mean, the point is that you are trying to share things about yourself that people engage with, right? You don't want to just po- post stuff into a void and have no one respond. So I download the followers app. And it was a bad move because I don't connect it to a work account for analytics. I go, I'm just curious who's following me. And why? But who cares? Well, that's the problem, is that all of a sudden you do start caring. <laughs> no, as soon you as don't you care. Listen, I'm not doing my feed for anyone but me. I'm just doing, here's cool stuff I'm and doing. I'm if you watching, like it, follow. And I'm watching people unfollow me. And I'm like, who cares? Crap. No, no, no. But that's your problem. 
15% of all your followers are fake accounts anyway. The unfollows are just them clearing that out. No. No, because I click on their profiles and I oh go, my God. why did Doug in, unfollow me? You care, you care way too much. You're in way too no, deep but, on so this. That, but, but listen, I'm not going to go and message Doug and go, what did I post that pissed you off? What I am going to sure? do- Are you sure? That sounds like exactly what you would do. I didn't do it and I'm not but going to do you it. you wanted to, didn't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I did. Of course, because I'm super insecure. But listen- I believe that Instagram- Wrongly. What? Wrongly. Maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. That's why I'm asking. This is all a giant run-on question. Uh-huh. And it is, I, 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 because I believe that, that Instagram and the way it was formed is for photo curation. Hell, the Instagram was a Polaroid camera was the original icon for the app, right? Yeah. Because it was beautiful photography and how to share it. The guys at Instagram never thought it was going to explode and then be purchased for God knows how many billions by Facebook and it would be a popular app. They thought it was going to be photo sharing, social photo sharing that was curation, right? And so I think people still at its core expect that out of Instagram. Am I wrong? I believe that if I follow a Jeep page, I want beautiful Jeeps every single day. Like Dr. Pepper. I follow Dr. Pepper. I expect a Dr. Pepper every single day. The only page that I that I follow that's that curated is Daily Dr. Pepper, and right. it is a picture of a can of Dr. Pepper, the same photo no. every day. Listen, if I follow King Shocks, okay, every day I'm going to see an off-road truck or an off-road vehicle, and that's what I want out of King. But exactly. What but you're it, saying it, is, is in your life, if you're the King Shock analogy, you would only be seeing one kind of vehicle. Who wants that? They want to see what you're up to. They want to connect with you. They want to see, this is interesting. What is this guy doing today? In my case, I like to barbecue. I've had plenty of people DM me, hey, what's your recipe? Or I'm thinking about smoking a turkey for Thanksgiving. What is your, you know, what is, uh, what, what's your heat level? What wood do you like to use on a cigar? Somebody might say, hey, that's a great cigar. There's a, a little uh, boutique cigar company that I follow. I was smoking one of their cigars in one of my photos, and I had a guy who said, oh, I heard, tell me about these guys. I said, oh, yeah, it's a veteran-owned business. They're local. And that guy ended up being their customer. And I may be driving some cool uh, Defender 90 with four or 500 horsepower through the canyons of Malibu, and somebody else is going to see that and go, man, this guy's just doing all sorts of interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but I think you're, you're curating your stuff and you're not realizing it. Let me, let me tell you why. Because you, some people, when I follow their Instagram account, they go, cigars, watches, and cars. And now that's their life. Now that what they're not sharing is their, their children, their wife. Their backyard, the pool. They're not sharing that stuff. Well, I don't share too much of my family on Instagram because it's public. Okay. I share that on Facebook because that's a lot more private for me. But but you're what you're admitting to me is that it's a curated experience. I'm not saying it's not curated. I'm just saying that you going down so narrow and niche isn't going to help you. Your brand is your scattered and wackiness and your eye for cool automotive trends and things. People... I saw the posts on your kid making a fort and your wife, and there were a ton of people that thought that was hilarious. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm just I'm, I'm insecure about that feed. <laughs> just delete the followers app. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I already just did. Super dumb. I, I did already. It was it was causing me this stress. This goes back to the same thing <laughs> where I renamed your account RIP Lightning for five minutes, and you just couldn't hack it. And had well, to change it. Well, that was it. because of my kids. <laughs> That was funny. I was worried that they were like, you know, because it was be what? Yeah, it was just weird. It was creepy. Well, that was a heck of a way to end the show, full of uh, nonsense. 
No, I think it was I try. You know, like let's let's. This is on the real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's on the real. Well, I'll tell you what else is on the real. Thanking our sponsors like uh, Nissan. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. You should take all those uh, insecurities that you have and put them in the bed of a Nissan Titan XD because uh, you'll need something with that much cargo carrying capacity to haul them around. But if I wanted to keep them out of the elements, shouldn't I put them in a uh, in a deck drawer system in the back of the Nissan Titan? You could. Okay. You could. And to make you feel more secure, you'll just take solace in the fact that uh, the Nissan Titan and Titan XD come with a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Okay. And the deck system has a three-year limited warranty, so that's good. And uh, Duralast batteries, depending on which one you choose, mm-hmm. anywhere from a uh, one-year warranty with free replacement and nationwide roadside assistance all the way up to five years with three-year free replacement and two years prorated plus nationwide roadside assistance. So what you're saying is all my insecurities are safe? With our sponsors, yes. You know what you did, Holman? You turned my frown upside down. (laughs) Head over to uh, (laughs) NissanUSA.com, tech.com, and DirtyLastParts.com slash batteries. And uh, you, too, can regain your securities... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with our uh, with our lovely sponsors. What's up, guys? MG on the beat here, as known as the Human Six O Diesel Truck Impression Guy. <laughs> Love y'all for real. Y'all are crazy.